0: Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including, but not limited to, copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or immortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough. That this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Be fruitful and become many.
1: Welcome to House Common Blood. I am your demon host, Gray, and I'm he- here joined by Jesus Christ, uh, Eddie. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a pretty high praise. Uh, hi,
2: <laughs> I am Mega, and I play the character Eddie, the the Otter Triton Boy of the Bastard class, as well as Eddie, his uh, lifelong companion. God. Um.
1: Next up, Louia.
3: Hi there, Nita here. I play Aliyah Oldblock, and she is a cleric sorcerer, human.
1: All right. As well as uh, Cupcake.
0: Salam Alaikum, everybody. My name is Recusant. I play Mavet um, Mavetso Hafidash, a giant tree golem barbarian druid abomination.
1: And finally, Seer. <laughs> uh, moo. Enough with the dice, damn it. <laughs>
4: Hello, my name is Moomin, also the guest star Jesus Christ. I am here playing Seer, my fire genasi artificer, who is always constantly on fire and excited to see what happens for this session.
1: All right, which one of you bimbos can tell me uh, what happened last session? I can. Do it. So, at
0: the start of our new season, the great friend's share some stories between each other as we're walking around trying to leave our old ways behind in the past season we come across some crazy looking plants and mavet had the smartest idea out of everyone in the group to cut off his finger and graft some of those plants onto him known as Sombrian. After that, you know, people are talking. Uh, Seer became a tiny person after she escaped her um, collar, sitting on Mavette's shoulder. She eventually gets bigger. Uh, we come across some invisible traps that were meant for someone else, but they seem to still want to fight us. And now we are fighting a little person.
1: Oh yeah. Um, anyone want to tell me what happened after that? The demons he summoned? No? Because he left before the uh, ending highlight of that. Anyone? It's just a little tidbit.
3: Um,
1: Everyone, don't go at once. Jonoset? Wait, sorry, what was the last detail that he said? He said he was fighting the gnome and the combat. I
2: mean, well, yeah, he summoned his creatures. We defeated his creatures and the
1: gnome is essentially
4: begging for his life.
1: Yep. (laughs) There we go. Mm. Begging like a little bitch. All right, the the way, I think we can get started where we left off. All right, just to set the scene. We have uh, this gnome that's uh, on the ground, as uh, Mega said, begging for his life, as you guys have properly given him an ass whooping. What do you guys do? Uh, Please, white flag, white flag.
5: So you're like going to stop now?
1: Yes! No more! No more! I yield! I yield!
5: Alright, cool. But just so you know, we did ask.
1: I- a thousand apologies.
0: Can I do an insight check on that?
1: Yeah. With a 11, you think he is perfectly honest. Also, uh, Cupcake- uh, Cupcake, give yourself 1d6. Everyone else is free to move.
4: Well, that's why I was gonna move forward and be like- Yeah. Afraid of What? Are you aware of something that we are not? Because we're currently investigating something going on here.
1: What do you mean? I, I've just been looking at the road, and you scared
4: me. Um, looks to Eddie and going like, "So oh, they got scared of us enough to leave a trap on the road?" that—that oh,
1: that wasn't mine.
5: Well, uh, like you were kind of wait, like. Lying in wait for people to come by, so like you knew it was there.
2: Ah, uh, no. I hope. That, I hope that just for the visual here, just like because <laughs> like Eddie isn't really like in most situations capable of an angry stare, but he's just kind of like staring with like a very neutral face, but still like staring him just like directly in the eyes as he just says, uh-huh. "Uh huh." Ah.
4: Ah
1: and uh what he does is uh he throws out a little tiny bag near uh mavet's feet. And uh you guys get a new item. It's uh called Shadow Spikes. Essentially it works like Cal- uh, Caltrops with DC 15 uh saving throw, one piercing damage, much like uh spike growth. There we go. Uh where as you move you take damage. And uh, the caveat is, uh, if it's in dim lighting, it's treated as it's invisible. But uh, the stuff he throws out has a, a single-use. Whoever gets it, I'll throw it into your uh, uh, character sheet.
3: Sorry, what was the name of it again, please?
1: Shadow Spikes. Uh, yes, I I am at... I, I've been lying and waiting. I've been waiting for uh, His Majesty to come by.
2: Eddie just slowly blinks and he's like, tur- tilts his head who
1: is his
4: majesty the the messiah he, he's coming
2: you know suddenly the jesus christ comment makes sense oh my uh, god
4: it does actually <laughs> but yeah basically cyril will be like Duh, do they have a name or are they just simply a person that you don't know what they look like nor do you know when they will show up oh i i've heard whispers of him Yes, he, he should be coming this way in a
1: black chariot. Yes. He, he's a magnificent being. The chosen one of Ball.
4: Can I roll a religion check on that? Yeah. I'm not proficient, but I'm gonna give it a shot.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, you, you like uh what do you know as a player of Ball?
4: I know for a fact that Ball I think is the god of murder.
1: Yes he is. And that's the important part of it. Um with uh, this knowledge in your head, yes, he is uh, apparently waiting for a emissary of ball to come waltzing through.
4: Yes I collect I collected uh,
1: quite quite the gift for His Majesty.
4: Then, if you don't mind me asking, what brings them to here in particular?
1: Oh, it's not here they'll be. It's where they're going, that's important.
4: I mean, that's why I ask, it's mainly because, let me be honest, we already have seen a lot of things that can create murder and such, including, well, points to the burnt corpse of the creature, that thing. He,
1: he's going to be going towards the war. He's going to grace
4: the battlefields. That makes a lot of sense, then. P- please, just, just let me be. I, I can't miss this. Give me one moment as they walk back to go talk to Luya, but they leave Eddie with, and like, so, Luya, I'm very not into the details of this god as I'm kind of whispering to them, but I'm very aware that some people call them the lord the Lord of murder, so I assume they're a very violent god.
3: Right, and, uh, and he was not waiting for us to kill us? He said something about the gift, What are we supposed to be? The gift like he kills us and he's like, Ah oh my god, here is I killed them for you. Spare me, love me, do what we want with me.
4: Hard to say. What I can tell you though is that if he wasn't waiting for us, well, the best way I could explain it is that the god is very much of that of violence and ritualistic killing. They've really only lived to be how to describe just the murder. But they're not they're not going to Murder and then just chat. So I'm guessing he's begging for his life, so he has a chance to do what he can again. But we might need to use him as a resource to figure out what's going on in those these woods with these sombrin. Right.
1: Um... Excuse me. What What are you speaking of?
3: Uh, not right now. A and B conversation. See your way out. Bye.
0: So I will go ahead and cover his ears since I'm right next to him.
3: Ah! What if we like tie him up, maybe set a trap or just take him with us? Have Mavet carry him.
4: Very possibly. That could work too. The key thing though is that they won't be an ally to us unless I could assume we indulge into their beliefs. So Mm. I would say if we tell them that there's a chance that they can... Help their god further into murder around here it might be able to help us find where the zombran is and enjoy murdering things it's not what i want but it might be able to aid us in the sense of you know making them think that we're more friendly in that manner i suppose you're the brains here so i do what you do then tie them up explain our, our situation let's be honest and then tell them that if they wish to instill their God's words and their beliefs, then they could join us in slaying some creatures that they could just kill for free.
3: Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Do you think he'd
4: follow though? Not at first. That's the thing. You gotta give a little to make it so they like you, but then you also put them in a spot where they realize that if they do anything, we just put them down. We already shown that we could. Okay. Okay.
3: Uh, you do the talkie talkie. I'll be, like, back up, and then we'll have my vet pounce like Tiger.
4: Oh, I plan to tell Eddie and then have them do the talking since they have a more gentle voice compared to me. Plus, I'm not very much a talker, as you can see on fire.
3: Plus, he's so cute, his fur is so soft. I get it.
4: <laughs> Don't read my mind. Like, I'm not jealous at all, b baka <laughs> But yeah, I, I will basically fill in... Eddie about what I just talked to Lily about, kind of like filling them in really quick, being like, this is what I need you to kind of do. Basically persuade them as we kind of like wrap them up and then we appeal to their eviler instincts in hopes that it might actually bring their messiah towards them if they do such things but it really would aid us more.
5: Uh, I, I guess that's chill.
2: Though, uh, as uh, Eddie's just coming up, kind of like a point in, uh, in Jean's direction. Like, is, like, that
5: dude gonna, like, have us another detour, though?
4: I think we could also use it as a bargaining chip to convince them that this person might have seen what's going on in the woods, and they might be able to lead us to the right direction. If they are a follower of what an evil god is, then I think they could definitely tell you where a lot of things have been dying. And as far as I could tell, these things... I'm kill them, and then repossess their bodies.
5: So you think it, like, might be related?
4: I think so. If not, then at least we have an ally for a short bit, and then we can do whatever we want after. I don't want to murder, but this person is not someone that we could just ignore, if that makes sense.
5: Nah, uh, trust me, I get you, little dude.
2: As he just, like, starts uh, uh, sliding himself off of the rock, and, uh walking toward their, I guess, prisoner. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you agreed to let me go, right? Uh, right?
5: So, yeah, I guess, like, we could let you go, but, uh, we kind of want to, like, meet this ball guy, too. Uh,
1: uh, but he- he'll be here.
5: I-, I must see him. But then, like, if he's gonna be here, doesn't that mean you know where he's coming from?
1: Yes, from... From the West, in a
5: black carriage. And you think he's gonna be, like, here soon?
3: Yes, uh, uh, any day now. Any day? Yes, uh, any day. That's not, you know, a concrete date, you know. You could be waiting a year. Uh,
1: No, it's
3: within the week,
5: but someday. And you were just gonna, like, wait here?
1: Yes! It's for my God! It is the Messiah! I would wait years to meet him. But I got oh so lucky. Yes, I, I have a gift for him. I must give it. What's the gift? Well, it, it, this is Paul we're talking about. Okay. Fine. It's only proper to, to give him gifts in his name. <laughs> Any, like, eyes shift towards the ground, away from you?
3: Right, right, right. But uh, specifically, what did you get him?
1: Uh, corpses. Mm,
3: mm, uh, where are these
1: corpses? Why, why does it matter?
3: I, maybe I want to scope them out. Maybe they have things
4: I want on them. <laughs> actually, I would actually like to see these corpses as well.
0: And while you guys are talking, I'm working on ritual casting augury.
1: Uh, flavor this up for me. Okay.
0: So while. And uh, our party is talking to the little person My vet is using his sticks off to the side on the ground to determine the course of action in his mind of staying with the gnome where he is for a day. But he doesn't tell the party this.
1: Okay. Uh, repeat the question one more time.
0: We The goal is to see this messiah or emissary. If we wait a day, will it be good? bad, or neutral.
1: Okay. Uh, and you said you're, uh, like uh, the way that your character's doing this is uh, sticks in the ground, right?
0: Sticks in the ground. Mm.
1: And you get, whoa. Now, the, this could be a variety of reasons. It could be that this carriage is coming today and the encounter will be bad. Or it could be that the carriage is not coming today and waiting here is a waste of time.
0: I know that you don't have to make. You don't have to human splain to me.
1: Well, I'm explaining to the audience. <laughs> do you just say human splain? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're fucking tree person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I hate it when
2: humans explain things. I mean, honestly, like you could probably expand it further
1: and say flesh splain since you know you're made of wood. So, uh, what do you guys do? You immediately tying this guy up, you, uh, checking the corpses first, uh, order of operations here, tell me what's happening.
4: So, he find he shows us the corpses. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no need to move around in the map. Um, well, intimidation or persuasion, he may be your prisoner, but he, again, you guys are pretty fucking intimidating. Uh, do you got, uh, is anyone in particular going to do it? Is, uh, the entire group okay, going to do it? Yeah. Sorry, I was assuming that I was the one ruling the persuasion, but, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe Aulia wanted in on that action. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I'm asking before we start rolling. Oh,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Eddie was the face, so I just wanted him. Okay. But-
1: yeah, pretty simple. DC 16. Your choice of intimidation or persuasion. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and throw guidance onto this.
2: Uh, da, da, da.
1: Twenty-one,
2: Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like you know, just like looking like like uh, just, just like taking one look into his beady little eyes, just like this guy wouldn't hurt a fly. His scary friend, maybe, but not him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you if you promise not to touch the corpses, do not destroy them. I will show you. Do we
5: have an agreement? Do you mean like? Literally touch them, or just, like, destroy them like you said?
1: Don't destroy, don't damage them. It's it's the only offering I have, and if I show him nothing... He just takes a moment, gulps. I wished to talk to him and walk away alive.
4: Would you be able to assist me in looking at them then, since you know how to handle them more properly, as I don't want to disturb your... As she leaves a long pause... Offering. yes I I can do that just please don't don't hurt them. they're very precious
3: you seem really nervous about your God being upset uh, why is that?
1: it is ball we're talking about
3: well if you're following a man like that or being like that uh, and there are consequences have you heard of the good Lord
1: Aeolus? Oh here we go.
3: <laughs> I mean, if you follow him He would not be mean Like this bald being, you know
0: Maybe you should hand him a pamphlet
3: Oh, I got one in my bag Hold on, hold on <laughs> It's got an albatross
4: on it Are you accepting donations?
3: <laughs> uh, not really, but you know I usually cut off pieces of my hair And I give it to the fire Here you go Take it, think about it It's, uh, you know
1: an easy well, switch what does the cover say all <laughs> listen to you yeah yeah
3: may he be inside you
1: <laughs> okay so he <laughs> looks at the pamphlet uh, quirks a brow and uh leads you around the corner we'll we'll say I'm not gonna bother moving the tokens uh you guys go like up that uh 30 foot like uh a uh, uh, difference. Uh, That we had on the battle map before. And uh, inside of uh, the brush, like uh, over a top of like some uh, uh, weird kind of ice peppered with salt. You see a bunch of um, bodies of merchants. And you do see some goods. Uh, Do you guys loot the... Do you desecrate the corpses even more and loot them?
4: Well, my goal is to specifically one, identify these people, but two, I am trying to see if they're really dead, mainly because of the things that we saw in the woods that have been infecting everything.
1: So I- Make me an investigation.
4: Perfect. Let me do that.
1: And flavor it up as you're rolling.
4: All right, let me see if I roll well first.
1: Okay, 19 for a 28.
4: So I, I basically would pat this small person on the back, being like gesturing them to come with me. And then just like as we stride towards the corpses, kneel down. And then I asked him being like, would you kindly move some of the clothing as well as make it so that we can see more of the person? I have some grave news if I see something horrifying.
1: Yeah, we see like a flicker of the purple flame as it uh, uh, begins to pull like a uh, f- uh, flame wreathed hand. It uh, pulls away at it. And as you investigate the corpses, you do see one in particular, I would say, like a teenage boy with a uh, turban on, as uh, he has a uh, thorn jutting from like the side of his neck that's uh, coiling into a thorny vine that's essentially, yeah, I would say, uh, coiled around his throat. And uh, you just see black blood begin to drip from the opening in the wound but it seems to be the only one affected.
4: Oh, I'm thinking in my brain, how can I persuade this person to realize that his bodies might be contaminated and that ball might be pissed off regardless since he is the lord of murder? Okay, I think if he was, I'm going to persuade, I'm going to try to talk, to, not persuade, I'm just going to tell him straightforward about the possibility that these offerings might not be good enough due to the problem in the woods. So let me, let me role play that. So, Seer's gonna, like, kind of make the, I'm afraid I might have to give you some bad news. What, what do you mean? I'm unsure of the other corpses, if they have the same thing, but I want you to look at this one. Kind of pointing to the one. What the devil is that? Something that already desecrated your corpses. No, 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 no,
1: it's not correct.
4: No, I say this is because, well, it is taken away your sacrifice they already took some of it so best way to explain it is that eventually this body will walk away on its own and you won't have any sacrifice with this one and the worst fact of this too is that if this one has it by surely that confirms that the other ones might already have it
1: what, what proof do you have it's just one i i can see it there, there are no no thorns no vines
4: <laughs> I can part with one, but not, not all of them. I'm not making you part. I'm just trying to explain the situation of what's wrong with the corpses, but I could tell you that not long ago, we saw an undead boar running about exactly with the same stuff on it lastly, but from personal accounts, it has strange effects on people. It starts to make their minds go mad. So if you touch these corpses, it very possibly could also have the issue. What are you saying? I'm saying that eventually, if Ball does not arrive, you either A, won't have any sacrifices, or B, these sacrifices will murder you. And then Ball uh, will uh, try No, God.
1: no, 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 no. That is
4: not correct. We we can get rid of one. The other ones will be fine. I'm not planning to destroy any of them. What I'm trying to explain to you, though, is that, well, it means you'll need either more sacrifices, or you could help us find out what's going on To help your, like, points to the corpses, these can still be preserved if you help us aid us in finding whatever's the source. Hey, uh, are you saying
1: that you'll help me murder people?
4: No, but I could definitely have you help me find ways to find the problems here, and then there might be more corpses. That, that, it's the
1: act of murder that he appreciates. I can't just find corpses or else I'd just be at a cemetery.
4: No, not Sorry, exactly. little dude. I think I
1: think, I think, think
5: the other little dude might have been a bit uh, misunderstanding. As he just like uh, points to that body, that if we can find out where this is coming from and maybe even get rid of the thing that's like latched onto it, then you can keep the sacrifice that you have. <gasps>
4: Correct.
5: Light bulb.
0: (laughs) Oh. Little man, I can help you in the meantime.
4: Here's what I'll say, though. In exchange for us cleansing this, though, would you be willing to remove anything that would be used as identification or things that would be significant for people from another location? I'd like to know the history of these people.
1: Hmm. Okay. First, uh, Mavet, what were you going to do?
0: I was going... or We can resolve if it's not going to... Progress us moving away from the bodies, um, so you can finish your stuff.
1: Okay, okay. So uh, you're 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 looking for uh, a little bit of the background of the people who have died,
4: possibly as well as like if he's pulling stuff out, we kind of see what they have on them to see if like there's any significance that might catch our attention. So I'm I'm leaving that to Louia and Eddie to kind of like spot if there's anything big and significant. I'm just gonna try to figure out who these people are and where they came from as well as just like, if they have any important documents that might help us out.
1: Yeah. So as you're uh, going through uh, the corpses, um, I I can tell you right off the bat, you do find a collective of uh, 50 gold pieces that can be split uh, uh, with the party. Uh, Basic equipment, like, uh, you know, uh, daggers, you, you, you find abundance of, you do find provisions. Um, about a week's worth of uh, ration that is salvageable the rest is rotten and uh from what you get for identification it appears that uh and i'm looking for the term here but uh essentially these merchants are uh uh war profiteers it seems like uh they're trying to uh yes uh export uh weapons from uh, one country to another to basically assist in the war you uh you uh, uh, see that they are primarily uh, Yanti, uh, and I'm trying to think of uh, uh, beast folk. There we go. That's one uh, word I'm looking for. So you find, like, uh, uh, Leonin. You uh, see, like, uh, all sorts of uh, beast-like uh, creatures along with them, along, uh, as well as a uh, Yanti from uh, Thubaran, uh, the desert. And I would say a few humans mixed in there as well. It seems like a ragtag of uh, uh, random merchants that this man's picked off. I feel like I have to ask for Seer's sake, but amongst that equipment, is there a shield? Unfortunately, no.
4: God (laughs) damn it, I didn't want to say it, but that's what I wanted to know. Ah.
1: The quest continues.
4: You have a shield. I want
1: another. You don't get another fucking shield.
4: I want another, Gray!
1: (laughs) Alright, Mavet, I would assume that's uh, that's where the uh, interest for the corpses would end, unless someone wants to, you know, start up a pyre or desecrate the corpses, either or. Oh, no,
0: no, that would not be nice. So, I would like to offer Little Man you some help. You need these corpses preserved for
1: your messiah, right? And you hear in your head, Mavet, The
5: messiah... The Messiah.
1: Corpses.
0: Go on. Good. So, for one, I will do for free. So, I will pick the Leonin. That's the one without the thorn in his neck, right?
1: Yes. Uh Just to specify who has it, it seems like a uh, teenager boy human with a turban on.
0: Okay. So, this will take a while, but um what I would ask is if the little man, do you have... Two copper coins, by chance?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I keep... It's just... Uh, <laughs> fucking Mega calls... uh, <laughs> Seer little man as well. And that's what threw me off.
4: Little dude. I'm no man.
1: Yeah, little dude. Yep. Little man. Uh, uh, copper coins? Y- yes, of, uh, of course. Okay. May I have two? Sure. And
0: he gives you two. Okay. So, with the Leonin, I place the pinch of salt and one copper coin upon each eye as I ritual cast gentle repose to keep the corpse
1: but explain for the audience
0: so you touch a corpse or other remains for the duration the target is protected from decay and cannot become undead the spell also effectively ends the time limit on raising the target from the dead since they spent under the influence of this spell do not count against the time limit of spells such as raise dead yeah
1: excellent And are you touching the one with the uh, Zombrun or... Without. Are you Okay, without. Got you. Yes.
0: My goal is for that to be the last one. So I would, little man, uh, after I complete this, I want to see how he reacts. What's the flavor?
1: Uh, Tell me the flavor. Like, uh, how does your spell preserve these corpses?
0: So as I lay a pinch of salt upon their eyes and then lay the copper coins on top of them you begin to see what were once invisible black spores become coming out of Mavet's back and then shooting or casually laying upon the eyes of the dead Leonid. I'm trying to remember the races. <laughs> um, and as it buzzes around their eyes, it seems to have a the body seems to grow a more like a... a Nice little gla- glaze over them. So it seems like they they are protected.
1: But protected from what? Mm. This won't do. This. Stop. Stop it. Again, echoes through your head. You are going to say, Mega? I was just like, scurvy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, if you wish to please your messiah, as you say. I can help you keep these corpses in pristine condition.
1: Excellent! Oh, excellent! Thank you, thank you, thank you! How
0: much gold do you have?
1: Oh, what? Uh, yes, I... Any rifles through his, uh, purse? Uh... Uh, 13. I have 13 gold pieces. Is that all? That's, that's it! I, I, I had meager living.
0: Okay, that will cover one more, but that dagger on your side we'll cover the rest and nods
1: as he flips the dagger hilt first for you.
0: Anything special about the dagger? It looks cool on his portrait.
1: Yeah. It's very ornate. It's probably the most expensive thing on him. And, uh, if you had to do value of uh, how much it would cost, I would say about like 150 if you sold it.
0: Okay, perfect. So,
1: um, as they as the party
0: is searching them, I would be ritual casting, um, gentle repose on the rest of the bodies um, with the thorn one left for
2: last. Unfortunately, you also accepted his marriage proposal.
1: Yep. But again, like uh, inside your head, you just hear echoes of voices like uh, telling you to stop and you start to get a headache as you continue on. Do I need to make any rolls with that headache? Not yet. Not yet.
0: Then for the last one, I'm going to do the... uh, I'm going to repeat something we did last session. I am going... I am going to, on my non-broken hand, on my non-infected arm, I will break off one of my fingers and graft it onto the thorn that's in the man's neck.
4: Oh my god. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay, so you take off a finger and you graft it into the uh, teenage boy's neck. Into the
0: thorn that's already in his neck.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Just yeah. Just to clarify, you're not putting anything back on your body, you're just adding your finger... Yes. Onto Yes, got you. Yeah, and as you do that, we hear, like, uh, the constriction of uh, the thorny vine begin to tighten as uh, we hear, like, uh, the small snapping of uh, bones. And again, because of the way you've approached us so far, uh, no check. But uh, you probably hear in your head,
5: yes, yes.
1: What do you do next? I will
0: use a check. It can either deception or sleight of hand to pretend I am doing gentle repose on the man, on the boy.
1: You're gonna be casting gentle repose. Is that correct?
0: No. I will uh, essentially mime what I did for everyone else, but not actually be casting it.
1: Deception. Who has the highest per, uh, passive? Faticus was here, that shit wouldn't fly. What is everyone's passive here?
4: Not high Hades enough. is
1: 14. 14? Uh, Luya? Um,
3: it is is twelve.
1: It fails for everyone. It's a five. Yeah, yeah. You see that he's not actually doing shit.
0: And then I just leave it at that. So how much gold is that? And to me, thirteen.
1: The dagger split up. No, not the dagger. He meant the, no. I didn't sell. He's the dagger confirming yet. whether
2: the, the amount of gold that the guy had was thirteen.
1: Yes, thirteen. That was correct. Okay. Perfect. There's a lot of gold going around here. All right. That's it. But uh, but I would say like Malvet though. Uh, it's like a
2: you hear. Another voice in your head. <laughs> Just like,
5: it's like a tree, bruh. You sure you want to do that? Can I respond back?
2: Hey, it's message. The head.
0: Okay, okay, perfect. Um, well, he seems to have already be
1: purified. It is his own battle. That's what you want to send, right? He's been purified. This is his own battle. Eddie, what you get back is. Stay out of this, Otter. <laughs>
4: Uh-oh
1: like
2: (laughs) just like uh, Eddie just kind of like like stops for a moment like
5: be fruitful bruh that's really mean
0: wait it sounds like me too a little bit and then I will do a Naruto thumbs up towards Eddie after (laughs) I said that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god thinking I said one thing but I guess I completely said another
2: yep this perfect they use message, <laughs> like Eddie just kind of like uh it's like a looks across the way over to uh uh to seer and Aluya and like uh he kind of has like a a bit of a hurt look on his face
5: oh
3: Eddie you good something happened looks so not sad.
5: used to being yelled at
3: <gasps> who yelled at you
5: the tree dude
3: when was this? I could have words with him, you know. I just don't now. I don't imagine
4: them being a yeller though.
3: And what give you the thumbs up? Was he like thumbs up being mean to you?
5: I don't know.
4: <laughs> why don't we <laughs> ask? Hallelujah.
1: No, hang on. We need to settle this like a proper D&D group. We have an <laughs> issue within the party as players. Let's not talk about this.
0: Draw swords.
1: <laughs> Communication is our last resort.
4: <laughs> Sarah looks at the DM, sad. <laughs> go, go on. <laughs> but regardless, though, what did they exactly say, Eddie?
2: Hey, to, to be clear, like, uh, exactly how far away are uh, Mavet and the and yeah. the dome
1: from us? That's my yeah. That's my question as well. I was just about to ask. Like, uh, do you guys go like thirty feet away from them or? Because they didn't... Yeah, they didn't move. Like, uh, if you guys move, uh, please tell me.
4: I mean, I would pull the paperwork away. That's my main thing. is Because, like, I don't need to be by the corpses to look at all the stuff. So if Mavet's doing their thing on their own, it's probably, like, whoever's closest. Because the reason why Seer wouldn't see it is probably because they're busy. I don't know about Luya though. But I just assume that if I'm talking to Eddie, that's why I would ask them directly.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're all there. I mean, I'm not being loud about. I'm just kind of checking in with him about what's going on. Everything is suspicious now.
2: Actually, no. You know, like, this might be a situation where it actually would be easier if uh, people were on the map in the
1: location they think they're at. Yeah. Very dead. we are gonna say you're right by the rock again. Position yourself where you want to. I'm gonna get rid of that damn demon.
4: Ugh, I'm so dead. Corpses should not talk, but burn.
1: Yeah, so uh, move yourself on the map. We're going to assume that Mavette and uh, the gnome is exactly where they are. Right by the cliff, side by the rock. Just to make things simpler.
3: And we were by the bodies, wherever they
4: might be. I'm going to put myself, like, right here.
1: So, uh, on the other side of the road. Yeah. Okay. Alright, everyone follow suit. Yes, yeah, so it's like, I,
2: I probably imagined that, like, uh, Eddie himself was, like, somewhere in over here like like basically like in this kind of like in between point uh yeah the fork in the road yep yeah but you know like just like relaxing but then saw that sent the message got the really weird message back (laughs) Hmm. and then like uh, probably walked as such uh like uh like to hear (laughs) yeah and now they're having their conversation
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah it's literally across the street (laughs) that's great And, uh, Mavet, as you are doing... Like, what are you doing as they talk?
0: Well, I would have just been chilling next to the bodies. So, I... I, mm, Yeah, I
1: don't pay them any attention.
0: Just checking out the bodies.
5: You fool! You... You fool! Why would you do this? Eddie? Why? Why would you do this?
0: Who is that? It's me. John? No. Oh, I thought we were doing a fourth wall break.
1: What? (laughs) The Remember fuck John's are you talking? character?
0: John's character, me?
5: Yeah,
1: yeah, no. You hear a voice in your head, and he's berating you for being a fool. <laughs> John? No, no! What? No! <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so how would Mobat react to that? Are you the one in my arm? We are in your arm. Mm-hmm.
0: Good. You should stay there, not in my thoughts. You
5: fool. Why are you protecting them?
0: Why are you fighting with me?
5: They are ours. Leave them be.
0: No, this one is ours, as I point to the one with both a part of me and a part of them in the little teenager's neck.
5: (laughs) Yes, yes, we would like more, more.
0: Well, the others you have seemed to not have done yourself... So you do are undeserving.
5: Mm -hmm. We need more. We, We can teach you if you give us more. What do you have to teach?
1: Everything. And to explain to you, Cupcake, if you have a question about anything, they might have an answer to your question at a price. We will save that for another day. More. And we pivot from that, which I imagine, like, a Mavet looking down at the corpses. We pivot to, like, over his shoulder across the street. Then we zoom in to, like, the three of you just staring at Mavet as he's talking, presumably, to the gnome. Uh, Wait, was that inside your head or were you actually speaking, Mavet?
0: I mean, it, it just depends if I have to talk to the thing with my normal voice or if I can do it in my head. Either or. Just- I think talking out loud, like, talking to myself would be more thematic.
1: Yeah, so you guys see him talking to the gnome.
3: Leah oh, shakes her head. I wonder what his deal is?
5: Don't really know. I noticed that, like, he's, like, casting up, like, I guess, like, a protection spell? Like, on two of the bodies, but then he pretended to do the last one. And when I asked him about it, he got really mean and told me to stay out of it. Otter, Like, he's accurate, but... It's the way that he said it, you know.
3: He must have said it with the hard R when he said utter,
4: right? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Inspiration! <laughs> god damn it! Wow! I love that! Oh my god, that's horrible!
5: Like that's Albert, you know.
3: <laughs> I totally get it. It was disrespectful. Would you like Siri and I to like talk to him or something, or you want to let it go?
5: Maybe not like while the gnome dude's around.
3: Okay, okay. I'll talk to him later.
4: I'll join you. But the reason why is mainly because I want to study something. For now, Eddie, do not mention how you felt to Mavet.
5: Actually, it's all right with you dudes. Like, I think I'm just going to go to my room.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Do what you need to.
2: Eddie's going to, like, uh, uh, lift the uh which i'm not sure if i ever like really like it talked about explicitly but like uh his vape pen actually is kind of like around his neck on uh huh? like on a chain and he just like uh, takes it off of his neck and like uh, gives it to seer
5: mm. i'll see you dudes
2: later as he starts turning into smoke and like uh,
1: gets sucked up into his vape pen excellent god damn yeah, that's what you get for using a hard R towards an otter.
4: Oh, okay.
1: What the hell are you guys doing?
4: Maybe investigating where more of the source of this is coming from. Because it seems like the corpses that it also, it's, um, the creatures that also attacked us could also have done that.
1: Yeah. So what you've seen is uh, creatures from uh, one of the layers of hell contaminated with this. And you also know that this is a. Uh, extinct, uh, uh, invasive species that has resurfaced. So whether it came strictly from, like, uh, hell or uh, through another source is beyond you. But, uh, yeah, the best path might just be uh, going forward. Uh, Anything else you guys are uh, uh, planning to do? Like, uh, what's the game plan? Uh, What are we doing next?
3: So are we still taking this gnome with us? or, Or do we need to chain him or something?
4: No, I think we convinced them enough that he sees us as an ally, and I think Mavet just sealed the deal for them to work with us, so let's ask some questions, figure out the next direction where we could find it, let Jean know, and then Jean can lead the group yet forward more to the more of the source.
1: Okay. Uh, this entire time, do you look like a Genasi, or are you still looking like, uh, Aaliyah's
4: sister? Aluia's sister. I am- I am not talking to the gnome if I'm looking like I'm on fire.
3: So, Aaliyah's gonna make her way back. Beep boop boop boop
1: boop boop Hmm. Make her way back? Uh, hello. Hello. I don't want to talk about Alos.
3: It's Aeolus, and you should consider it. It might be beneficial for everyone.
1: I Ilos is just... Uh, he's not my type of god.
3: Mm, you should open yourself more to new experiences.
4: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, how do you guys open uh, the discussion?
4: So... You haven't seen any of this traveling about, have you? Of these strange thorny creatures. Is this your first time seeing it? Or have you seen other strange activity about? Because-
1: I- I've seen it around. You know, the- the wildlife has these thorns and bark on them. And, uh, my friends from the other side, they- they also seem contaminated.
4: Then, my question for you is that- well, you've been here for a long while. Have you seen where the direction they come from or and I'd say this specifically, do you know possibly the source because right now we're seeking that and I I've, I've heard uh, a whisper.
1: It, it's it is probably not true.
4: Well, go on. Now you go on
1: up north towards the northeast, deep within the woods there. I've heard from my friends that uh, there could be the corpse of a very, very powerful creature. I've heard it as a a dragon, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, a large, large creature. And he's holding up his arms. And I think it might be coming from it. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that... It was infected. It, again, it's just a whisper. I've just, my friends were talking about it. Rumor on the wind.
3: Uh, while he's talking his shenanigans, can I one-up him and suss him out for an insight check?
1: Yeah, go right ahead. Can't suss me out. Yeah, uh, rolling to 15, getting a 21. Uh, yeah, he seems like uh, he's honest about this.
3: Leah will just look over to see her and kind of give a, a, a nod of sincerity.
4: Then, will you join us to find this? Because... Do, do do I have to? I'm so devilishly close. Thing is that our friend is aiding you on this part, but if you have whispers, it might be able to help us. If you do stay, though, then it wouldn't be a problem. It's just that if you have knowledge that could possibly aid us to find the right direction, it'd be a- very helpful for us.
1: I, I can... I can... Give you whatever information you seek, I can give to you. Just please, please let me stay. I don't want to miss him.
4: I'm going to look to Luya for this decision to see if, like, should we take this craziest, crazy murderous gnome? I've waited so long to meet him. Well, uh, she'll turn her
3: back and talk to Seer for a moment. Well, uh, if we leave him here, what if other people come and he tries to kill them too? Uh, uh, Pinky swear? I won't do it. I've had my back to you, sir. You mind your business.
4: Oh. I mean, I do have another alternative. We could always see if Jean's willing to stay with the gnome. And then, well, if they do murder, Jean is very much someone that I think would not have qualms to stopping the murder by murdering them. If they murder.
1: Okay. So you're going to start up a dialogue with Gene?
4: Yeah, to see if Gene might keep this gnome in check if he stays, because the big thing too is that out of everybody, I think Sierra is like the safest person to walk through these weird things. since she's on fire a lot. Okay. But anyways, but yeah. William Sierra are talking in their, their heads pop up to look at John.
1: John.
3: Jean? John. Jean. Jean? 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 Jean. 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 Jean.
1: Yeah. So, uh, let, we'll have a little cut towards uh, this dialogue. You, you see that, uh, Jean who looks like Steve Buscemi in a blue cloak, uh, it walks up. It seems like he was investigating something. And uh, how do you begin this, here?
4: So, I figured out more things about what might be going on. However, it requires us to go deeper into an area of danger.
1: Uh, yes, yes. Uh, what have you figured out?
4: So far, there is possibly a source that we need to eliminate to possibly end this. Oh. However, however, here is the problem we also have. As I'm decently far, I would be far away enough for the gnome not to listen, be able to hear.
1: That's fine. You can say that there's 30 feet away.
4: But basically, they'll be like, this gnome, they aren't your average gnome. They are a follower of Ball. And the reason why, however, they are a great asset into information itself. Problem is, though, is that he's desperately waiting for a being that could be horrific.
1: A, a, a being? Uh, who?
4: Who? Someone that is an emissary of Ball. An, an emissary of Ball? What the devil? I don't lie because I want you to work with me on this one since it is not a great ideal. The thing is, this person seems to know about where the source is. So we're in this hard spot where if we take them, I don't think they would aid us greatly. So, so, hold.
1: you're going too fast. An emissary of Ball, like. Where is it coming from? Is he walking? What- Apparently
4: in a black chariot.
1: His eyes widen at that. Black chariot, you say? Indeed. He doesn't say anything.
4: I will insight. Great, Ed. Mm, that sucks.
1: He's inscrutable.
4: Now, here's what I'll say. And I'm going to have you help me with this choice. Because you can either A.
1: No, you, this is the decision I, I've come to. You, you take care of... This uh, issue, uh, make sure that tree thing doesn't touch anything else. I'll, I'll stay with the gnome. Just shoo, go.
4: Sierra will kind of like make a weird look.
1: Yes, because this seems to be a 180 on what he wanted. He re- he was very interested on this uh, uh, Zombarun. And now he is just sending all of you off, which again, his main task is to oversee you.
4: Let me discuss with the group.
1: There is no discussion. You go. Don't run away. I, I will always be watching. Go.
4: Sierra will walk over to tell Eddie and... Oh, not Eddie, but Aluia. But while they do that, they're going to whisper to Aluia at a certain distance. If they get decent far away, it's like... First, Sierra's going to say, Apparently, Jean wants us to move forward to our goals with enthusiasm.
3: All right, so it seems like... Plan is coming together and we can do what we need to
4: Correct. So if Mavett's ready, we can make forward. And then you're gonna see Seer kinda of lean closer to Luya. He seems rather too enthusiastic for it, so I think I'll leave Rascal here to kind of watch from somewhere. I
3: was just gonna say, uh she'll wait to uh questions here more about uh Jean's intentions on that.
4: Yes. And
1: you do see like a Jean LeBon uh, stride up to uh, the gnome. And he just gives you all the evil eye, as in, get the hell out of here.
4: We'll start walking, and when we're, like, about 100 feet away, I will release Rascal.
1: Okay. This one, I actually want you to make a stealth check, but as you roll it, it gives you options for a public roll, a DM roll. I want you to make a blind DM roll for me, because I don't want you to know the result.
4: All right, let's see how I can do that, because I am... Are you going
1: to use Flash of Genius right away?
4: No, I'll Flash of Genius... I don't think would really work in this case if I'm doing a blind roll. So what I'm gonna do instead is enhance ability onto Rascal by poking rascals like I have a little switch on their back and I just go like it just starts vibrating and it's like bing and I guidance her.
1: Oh, uh, you can guidance rascal, yeah. So add a one D four, make sure it is a blind DM roll.
4: Then technically his stealth would be a plus six. <laughs> so okay. We do the blind roll now. Yep. It
1: should give you an option before you press the roll button. Yep.
4: I'm just going to roll a d20. So, plus five. Oh, uh, whoop. at advantage. My bad. So let me roll it again. I mean, plus six. Sorry. Plus six.
1: Plus six. Alright. I'll make one rule for Jean, and we'll let this ride. But, uh, yeah. Flavor this up. Oh, yeah. Add a d4 as well. You can, uh, you don't need to hide that. Just roll d d4.
4: I got a th- plus three on that. Okay. So, that Plus three? Be... Got you. So in total with their thing combined that would be plus 9 to whatever roll they got highest.
1: Okay. Plus 9?
4: Yeah, plus 9 to the high to anything to the roll. So it'd be if they rolled a 19 it'd be a 28.
1: Okay. Got you. All right. All right. So uh, as you walk away flavor it up for me.
4: So I basically after setting the switch off on them being like, <laughs> they will I will look to them and go, like, I can connect with you for a certain bit. But we're going to lose connection eventually at a certain point. So what I will ask is, as you hide, let me know of any secrets you might hear from them discussing. Follow behind very carefully and fly back to me if anything major occurs, such as and I had to specify. Basically, they're going to watch these two in hiding, trying to listen to anything they say. Okay. And more importantly, but if they, if a black chariot comes out of nowhere, or if one of them is slain out of like, for whatever reason, they come flying back to seer. Okay. Because I won't be able to mentally connect from miles away. It'd have to be.
1: So there is a disconnection at a certain point. Got you. Correct. Okay. And, uh, and if this takes days, are you okay with uh, your familiar taking days or are you just trying to eavesdrop into this specific conversation right now?
4: In this case, days would be fine because the whole point is that I want to make sure that Gene isn't able to just, you know, lie his way through. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to read if I could know if um, they die in some way. So I'll double check something.
1: Okay. Well, in the meantime, uh, I want the party to flavor up uh, how they're leaving. yeah, okay, you got this. Any final words? Like anything you guys are doing in particular?
3: So we group up, uh, Mavet and, uh, Aluya, uh, leaving behind the gnome with Jean, uh, Jean, I don't know why I keep saying Jean, and the other group, which is Rory and who?
1: Again? Uh, Rory, Elzar, and, uh, Sigurd. In fact, I think this is gonna be the splitting point for you guys. It seems like he's giving you guys specific orders and he's giving them something to do.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, does... This- Seer noticed that. I mean, our little thing noticed that before we, uh, while we are trudging not... off. Anyway, so the three of us and Eddie in his, uh, room start making our way and Seer sets off her plan to leave Rascal to gather information about Gene and his excitement over Ball.
1: Hmm. All right. And as we see the party minus the otter walking the dirt road, uh, we fade to black. With uh, this, the passing dust of the road. All right. So as you guys are walking down the road, you do see that uh, you, you you start to see dead trees and red leaves here and there. Um, but there is still foliage. There is still uh, greener pastures over yonder. But for the most part, you're starting to see the decay in the land from the Zombrun. As you guys uh, travel along, you do see something. In the distance, you do see a cottage. And if uh, memory serves everyone right, Seer was uh, requested by the Hague Velma to uh, stop by and deliver some cookies.
2: Oh, sorry. Is this the same day?
1: This is uh, within the same day. You guys, uh, I believe this, uh, you guys started in the early, uh, yes, in the morning, and now it's getting more towards uh, the late afternoon. Like, uh,
2: rough clock estimates?
1: Uh, from... 7, yeah, like, uh, 7 a 7 a.m. to... F- yeah, 5 p.m.
2: Okay, then, yeah, like, uh, Eddie would have had to, like, uh, return from his room by that point. Mm. Yeah, like, uh, like, uh, uh, I guess for Seer, then, uh, <laughs> Eddie like, uh, starts billowing out of his his vape pen, like, smoke, and, like, appearing next to you, eyes a bit blitzed, but (laughs) in good health.
4: Glad to see you are back.
5: Hey, little dude. Is anything cool?
4: But basically, they're gonna look at Eddie and be like, sadly, Gene's not with us, and they were enthusiastically wanting to stay, so we might need to be aware of that. Oh, I heard
5: the
2: conversations.
4: Oh, good, good, good. Not much, then. I guess I never
2: told you, but, like... Like, as he just, like, uh, points to his vape pen. I don't know where you keep it when you're holding on to it.
5: In my pocket. uh, Even if I'm inside, I can hear everything on the outside. I just can't see anything. Don't go to the bathroom with the vape in your pocket.
4: Then, really, you haven't missed too much. Just a lot of traveling. I left Rascal behind, though, as you might already have heard. Rascal will let us know if, well... If they're being bad or one of them dies. I'm curious if the Black Chariot will show up and we'll f- see if it does when Rascal tries to find me. Hmm. You said that he was excited about hearing about this thing coming? Correct. Ball? never seen Jean like that, so he might know something more than us. Mm. You think he also follows this ball in person? If he does, it wouldn't surprise me.
5: Well he might not be a follower or maybe he is, but I do know he has a weird situation. Mm. How so? I, I guess it didn't come up, but like, you like, remember when we were like, testing out like, the edge of the city? You know back in Cheyenne? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. like, that dude could just like, walk to and from and not be affected at all. Strange then. Cause like, you'll remember that like living things could Had, like, an issue, but, like, anything else didn't have an issue. So maybe, like, Jean's in a weird spot?
3: Possibly. Then why would he get so excited for it?
5: Eddie just shrugs. I'm, like, just telling you what I saw. And before you ask, I wasn't blitzed at the time.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Then I think for now, we'll just have to help for the best in this case. I'd fear that he would do something crazy, but... In this case, we have another problem, since we need to help our tree fellow not to be consumed. We'll figure out what his issues with otters are, you know, his rudeness. Eddie's
2: face just kind of sours a bit.
4: <laughs> Even so, we'll just have to figure it out. But I'm guessing this is the cottage we've been looking for, so they might have more information for us as well.
1: So, you, you guys are miles away from uh, uh, the ambush that happened with the gnome. Hours have passed. Uh, a half a day, practically. Eddie, Aluia, both of you make me a constitution saving throw, 15 or higher.
2: To guidance myself?
1: Nope, because it's a saving throw. Damn it. Oh, sorry, was this in response to anything in particular?
2: I'll explain. Well, I'm just asking if like me having been in my room had like any impact on
1: that or not. <laughs> no, but it is happening right now. Oh, specifically right now. Yeah, specifically right now. Okay, both of you passed. Good job. You take 20 damage, the both of you, as you see lacerations begin to form on both of your bodies like you're being slashed. We see the collars begin to glow with a infernal red, yellow, green, just assortment of colors. And Seer, where do you keep your collar on you?
4: Well, I only I think we only kept the divination one.
1: Yeah, you you kept one of them.
4: Yeah, and I think I put that in. I wouldn't have put it in my bag, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's in the bag.
4: So I I wouldn't have put it in my bag. It might be on my side of my hip.
2: Uh, the thing is, like, uh, I thought I thought we'd agreed that uh, like we were keeping all of them, but oh, we had to right. treat the we had to treat the divination one separately,
4: mm-hmm.
1: Correct. specifically,
2: at the very least, not putting it in a bag of holding.
1: Yes, that's just what I needed to know. So divination one, yeah. But uh, you you see like assortment colors on that doesn't affect you, but it seems for whatever reason, these have been activated. But yes, um, if you guys want to RP that, if you want to RP that, go right ahead. Or if you have any questions.
2: Uh, I just considered that like uh, since Eddie was in a weird situation, it's like uh, I actually probably would have gone ahead with a short rest. It's like I should probably apply that now before this damage applies. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfectly fine. You have an opportunity. Oh, I'll I'll do the rolling in a bit later. So I'm not like holding people up, but, but uh, Eddie, just, uh, Ow, ow, ow.
3: what was that? Are you all right? <sighs> no.
2: Smokey Eddie afraid. immediately starts, starts like a fluttering about Eddie, just like
1: looking left and right.
4: <laughs> Why did it only happen to us two? I didn't have my collar on.
1: And Mavette doesn't have one either.
4: Mmm, <laughs> this might be bad. Like, it will happen again? Possibly. You might need to disable them.
3: Well, to setting it off, though. She's, like, feeling around.
4: If you remember how the collars work, it seems as if people can command it to activate. My fear is either option A, they have to kill you two so that whatever they want to have happen by the ambush area would leave you guys Incapacitated, however, that would not make much sense. My other fear is that Jean just died. Oh, oh no.
1: Possibilities.
4: I thought of, I thought of an issue of this. I will pull out a potion being like like, mm. "Hallelujah." would you like to confirm it? Wait, well, yeah, I gotta double check how far the spell can work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind, it went off once and it can go off twice.
4: Correct. Damn, we're too far away. Okay, scratch that. Basically, Seer's going to go melee onto Fix-It mode. So basically going over to Alluyant and Eddie and just starting to, like, heal them up. Mm. So I think I will do is I will spend... I never I mean, used this spell hold, I guess I'll do this more quickly. <laughs> but basically, I think I will spend my fir- two first level spell slots to use... A Wait, hold item. on. He's sorry, doing sorry, his sorry. short
1: rest. He's doing like,
4: I a mean, short sorry. rest,
2: but then like, I also yeah. had, like, a smoke break that I hadn't used yet.
1: <laughs> like, just like, damn it. <laughs> just RP this as he's doing his thing.
4: Basically, like, you seem Seer usually throw needles at you, but this time Seer just pulls out what seems to be, like, a very nice ice pack. And then they put it around the neck. And instead of feeling cold, it starts to rejuvenate any injuries you have. So I'll do Aluya only. But let me do Aluya then. And then we'll just give Eddie's lighter.
1: Uh, My vet, what's your reaction as this is all going around? You've seen two of your friends get severely injured out of nowhere. So I am on high alert mode looking around to
0: see if it was something nearby that, like, attacked them. I don't think they ever explained the callers to me since I never had one.
1: Nope. I know that for a fact. Um, I think Atticus mentioned in passing, but never went in detail.
0: So I would, I'll be making a perception check about our surroundings. If I see anything dangerous,
1: make me a perception check. My vet with 14. Uh, why is it with disadvantage exhaustion? There you go. Good job. Keeping yourself honest. Yeah, you uh, begin to look around. You don't see any immediate enemies. You see a cottage with a, a bit of smoke coming from the chimney, but uh, nothing threatening. In fact, this is probably the most peaceful place you've seen in your travels so far.
0: Well, seeing that, I would probably uh, use some cloth from my bag and just cover my mouth with it, and thinking it might be from the smoke from the house.
4: Mm-hmm. Aaliyah gets 12 healing as the ice pack just now fuses to Aaliyah's neck and disappears.
3: So clearly in pain and a little annoyed that this is happening to us and wondering maybe if Jean just did it just to be a dick or he really did die, which makes things worse. Having Seer put this cold compress on is soothing and helpful, but she is stressed. Hmm.
4: Kind of like tapping Aaliyah on the face going like, I'm not done. I'm going to keep patching it up. Thank you, thank you. Sorry, sorry. And you're going to get tss, tss, every time you touch me. I know. It's The thing is, like, she's using the ice pack, but when you she taps you on the face, it's, like, hot. Mm-hmm. And then she just does a healer's kit on top of that. Ooh. Okay. What is the additional hit... Um, what is your maximum number of hit dice right now?
3: Oh, I have them all, because I haven't rested.
4: No, well, I'm asking because I don't know if you leveled up yet. So are you level eight or nine? I'm nine. Then in your case, roll a d6 plus thirteen. Plus thirteen? Wow! Wow! I will also do the same thing to Eddie until after. But first, gotta wait for them to fix themselves.
2: Actually, actually, yeah. Like after that, uh, after that last roll, if you if you do that, I'll be back up to full hit points Very with go. just that alone. You don't have to spend any spell slots. Perfect. That's the part I was trying to figure out. Just like,
1: it's like, no, you only get a few of those. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, yes, if you guys don't mind, uh, I'm going to transition you to uh, one more thing. I just wanted to uh, show you guys uh, the map here. Uh, this is the overlay for the area. If you guys uh, zoom out. So is this is the smoke from the cabin coming from what's right next to us or that? Okay, that is the cabin so just to explain uh the overlay a little bit from what you guys can see uh in the distance you see and this is far distance uh keep in mind uh uh, the sizing might not be correct this is more towards uh the vision for you guys to clearly uh see things but uh treat each tile as if it is uh a half a mile and i know like it gets ridiculous when look at the house it's like holy holy crap that's a mile and a half long But it's just for the sake of uh, exploration. This is what you see. Like, in the far distance, you do see a uh, blue tree even farther away. Like, if you really squint your eyes, you can see a blue tower far in the distance. You see a clear divide between uh, uh, the flora and uh, the rot of the lands. And I am going to bring all of you to... uh, a little bit of a closer look at this cottage. Uh, you do see, like, a uh, house in the uh, distance here. It is uh, right before you. You see uh, clotheslines going from the house to the fence. You see a uh, a little bit of a uh, porch with a uh, brown roof. The rest of uh, the house having uh, uh, red tiles. Yeah,
2: as like, uh, you know, like, basically, as you uh, specifically are patching up uh, Eddie, you just... Uh... <laughs> It's like he's just taking, like, a big huff of his vape pen.
4: Easy <laughs> does it. Smokey
2: Eddie is still on alert. <laughs> it's a lot of doors.
3: Well, I need to calm my nerves. Uh, Eddie, do you think you can let me take a little smoke, too? Like, how do you do it? Do I inhale? Hold it? Uh, what do I do?
5: Oh, wait. I, like, for real, bro. For real, bro.
3: Yes, teach me your ways.
5: Well, all right, like, you're a first-timer, so, like, is it just, like, uh, staring at the vape pen? Like, maybe don't inhale too deep.
3: <laughs> what is not too deep? I don't understand.
5: All right, so, like, so like put your mouth on it.
3: Yes, right, like this. <laughs>
5: <laughs> all right, then just, like, inhale. Don't worry, it, it comes with its own supply. Uh, <laughs> oh, go, go. Don't, I get, don't do it too deep. Hold it. (laughs) And then let it go.
3: (laughs) (sighs) My goodness, that burns the lungs.
5: You get used to it. Oh my gosh. I've been doing it like pretty much my whole life.
3: Oh, my head feels like I'm spinning. What? Okay. All right. (sighs) Yeah,
5: I missed that.
3: Oh, are you like this all the time? What a feeling.
5: Well, uh, like I said, I've kind of like been doing it for most of my life, so, like, and like almost constantly, so I guess, yeah, kind of like all the time. Mm hmm. But I'm just so used to it that that's just how I am. Uh, well,
3: all right, uh, Wow, that was heavy stuff. None of that is coming out of her mouth, she's thinking, she's just staring at you. Mm hmm. Wow, that was something. I think I'm really good at it. I think I'm holding my own. Still staring at you.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you want to walk her through like the first stage of this, or? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Zanga, th- no, I don't think she's in like exposed enough. <laughs> okay. But like, at maybe, maybe at most, she's like starting to hear like echoes of. Uh, of voices in her head of people that she knows, incidentally, those nearby. So, but for her right now, it's just echoes.
3: Well, you're just looking around,
1: blazed as fuck.
3: <laughs> you say something? Yes.
5: Uh, no, bro. But don't worry, that's normal. <laughs> mhm,
3: mhm, mhm, mhm. Yeah, yeah.
2: You probably. I'm just making assumptions for Moomin. She can correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, I'm imagining that like Seer is thinking. Is she going to be all right? And you actually hear that. Hallelujah! <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Am I going to be all right? <laughs> Why aren't you answering, sir? Did you not hear? I rhymed. Bars.
1: So what do you guys do?
4: I approach the gate.
1: Yep. And uh, with the gate, you'll see a little icon for a door. Just click on it and it will open.
4: I'm not going to open it right away. I'm going to make sure it's like there's a door like knocker or something like that.
1: Nope, it is a gate two fence, a rickety old fence.
4: I will open it
1: gently. Yeah, we hear, yeah, we actually hear the creak because uh, the hinges are all sorts of rusted. So, and there it is. A cottage before you, basket in hand with cookies laced with sleep powder.
4: Before um, Sierra walks forward, she hears the creak, moves it back and forth pulls out alchemy jug activates oil starts to like fix the door (laughs) nope nope need more a little bit more a little bit more nothing all right perfect that was gonna irritate (laughs) me walks through the door finally okay if you guys look at the
1: map you'll see a stairwell go into the stairwell go underneath you can actually move one more forward and uh, you'll be underneath the roof
4: Knocks on wood.
1: Yep. There is a little welcome mat as you go onto uh, the porch.
4: Um, walks to knock on door. Knock, knock, knock.
1: Yeah, we hear uh, the dunk, 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 dunk. And uh, you hear from inside. Granny, you have visitors. What was that? Visitors, Granny. You have visitors. Oh,
4: come in. Uh, please wipe your feet on the mat obliges to rub feet on mat and then opens the door.
1: Does the party follow? A,
2: come on, little come on, bruh. This way. And like real It's like, like he he's starting to say it, but then like remembering like oh right, first stage. As he look like starts thinking it instead, because that might be faster.
4: <laughs> Does his door hinge squeak as well?
1: Yeah. As soon as you open it up, all you hear is...
4: Oh, I fixed your gate, making the squeak. You want me to fix this one, too?
1: Oh, if you'd be so kind, yes.
4: All right. Please, dearie. Let me just finagles around to making it so that it stops hinging with the oil. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. I hope that helps.
2: Eddie thinks,
4: yep, wipe your feet. That, yep, that's the way. Just, just keep <laughs> fixing the door till it stops squeaking. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and you do so. Um, yes. You, uh, uh, pour all that oil onto the hinge. And Mavet, what the fuck are you doing? I'm nervous,
0: so I'm pacing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're pacing. Yeah. So, you begin to pace. Uh, does everyone enter? Again, Eddie, just, like, leading Aluya while she's still in steady. <laughs> yeah, Sir, so show me where you go around in this house. Like, as you come in, you see a, uh, pelt carpet of a lion on the floor you see two chandeliers at the center of the room you see table with a fair amount of chairs no dinner but uh it's all properly laid out and on a couch by the fire with uh, a little bit of yarn to her needle you see a grandmother who is uh going along sewing or not sewing uh knitting And she looks at all of you with a smile. At the center of the table, you uh, see a skull made of a crystal and uh, uh, shining uh, a yellow glow to the eye sockets as it says to you, Welcome. Oh, dearie, dearie, don't scare them off. Looking into my soul.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, littler dude, mind if I just like, Put this one, like, in a chair. They just had their first time.
1: Oh, I remember my first time. Yes, please, put them on the chair. Why are you walking so slow?
2: Eddie <laughs> <laughs> starts thinking uh, toward Aaliyah.
5: Like, Don't worry, just sitting you down. <laughs> Don't make me look at it. Turn it away.
2: Turns the chair <laughs> a bit a ways. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Hello. You hear the skull say, Does anyone have any gold?
4: Why do you ask? Uh, do you
1: need some, bro? I do. Yes, I would love gold. And opens up his mouth.
0: I'll go stick a gold piece in their mouth.
1: The moment you put a bit of gold into its mouth and uh, bring your finger away, you see the teeth clamp shut and you just hear him go,
5: Yes, thank you. Do you have a question?
1: Uh,
0: yes, by my, my arm here, um, I have made a new friend. Do you happen to know how to get him to be more friendly with me?
1: Yes. Ten
0: more gold, please. Okay. Can I ask a different question for
1: one gold? Hmm. Okay. He goes, I will tell you what I know for one gold. Questions are a different price.
0: Do you always tell the truth?
1: One gold, please. I'll stick a gold in there. That's two gold. And it clomps down. I am truthful if the price is right.
0: Oh, I love that show.
1: Yes, I do too. I watch it with <laughs> Granny every afternoon. You know what? I'll give him ten gold. Fights down. And your question was... How to
0: make the Zombrium more friendly with me.
1: That is simple. The more
5: corpses you give it, the more friendly it becomes. The more
1: useful you seem to the creature. That'd be 12 gold pieces. Make sure to take that off your sheet. Already did. hmm Does anyone else have some gold?
4: Not right now. I have a delivery to do. Ah. I'll give you some gold after I handle this. Yes. I will approach the granny. Oh, dearie. Yes, you finally have come. Thank you. Thank you. I apologize if I was late. I was investigating what was going on in the woods. No, you were right on time. Right on time. Do you mind if you tell me a bit more about the delivery as they give the cookies? Well, they they don't hand the cookies right away. They just want to ask. It's like kind of um, signaling where you want me to put this. Oh, please. Uh, Can you go to that door over there?
1: And she uh, points towards uh, the door to to your direct south.
4: It's my kitchen. Could you just put it in the uh, kitchen for me? Will do. Um, but yeah, your relative wanted me to bring this to you, so. Oh, Velma? Correct. Oh, what a nasty little
3: bitch. Oh my goodness. I was thinking the same thing. Like, you get it, old lady, you get it.
4: That is why I wanted to ask, though, mainly because I don't know what they did to the cookies super well, but I know they brought it for you regardless. Oh, Velma the Plague, yes. She, she should have put some sleep powder in it. Sierra, as they walk into the kitchen, stops and goes like, that's their full... Like, not saying it out loud, but in their brain, they're like, oh, that bitch.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's, she's a nasty one.
4: Yes. <laughs> Just to clear up a bit of confusion, I i should probably tell you, do you know what's in the cookies? Not fully, no. I didn't investigate it for, well, let's just say it like this. I had a deal with them, and if I messed with the cookies, I feel like the deal would have been void. Oh,
1: yes. It, it just has a bit of sleep powder in it. Nothing nefarious. I. Our coven specializes with dreams.
4: Then, if that is true, hopefully this assists you. We're here to simply just survive. In other words, Seer kind of like moves back into the kitchen and kind of goes like, all of my companions are needing assistance in many ways, but that is our main goal is to survive.
1: Is that so?
4: I have different goals, but it it is what it is. Could, could I ask a small favor from you? No, no contracts, no uh,
1: Hubble blue. It's just something very simple. I, I've
4: waited a very long time to talk to you. Could you perhaps stay the night? Can I ask why? Yes, y- you will die. Seer's face is like stonewalled, not wanting to react. Oh, it, it's very, it's very complicated.
1: It, just all that you need to know at this moment, and I promise to tell you more, is if you leave and go long on your journey, you will
4: meet a fatal end. Looks to Aluia and Eddie being like, "I, you, you can see Sears' face is like, it's more stiff than normal. So they're just kind of like holding back their thoughts, but they're kind of sitting there going like, well, I don't think one of us wants to die, do we?
2: Oh, by the way, I did forget to mention. Uh, it's like not to like an extreme degree, but, you know, like a, also after that puff, like, you know, it's like you you really do like feel your armor and clothes. Like, you know how like normally, like when people wear clothes, they eventually kind of forget that they're wearing them. Yeah. You are now just like all by like, presently just like very aware of the fact that you're wearing clothes and armor.
1: Oh, yeah. just <laughs> Excellent.
3: It's, like, gravity heavy here. Like, I'm being weighed down, you know?
5: Oh, dear, what the fuck did you give her? Like... oh I gave her some mindfuck.
3: Press down. Like, do you think I will sink into the floor? Will I get stuck? Can I get up from this chair? I can't move.
4: I feel um, so heavy. Eddie, are you okay if I fix them now? It's all right, dear.
5: I- I'm here for you. The skull says.
4: (laughs) No. Eddie, I think I'll just fix them now. You want me to do that? You know, you're quite beautiful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice skin you have there.
3: You can't have it. I can't move, but you can't have it.
1: (laughs) Dear, we'll just approach.
5: Yeah, I'm really sorry, little dude. I would have changed my stuff if I had more time. (laughs)
4: Don't even worry about it. As you will see, Sierra just put their hand on Aluia's, like, head. And instead of, like, an ice pack or medical thing, it just, like, literally pulsates radiating heat. The restoration without having to use any spell components. Ew. I just don't know if Mindfuck will be cured by that. So that's really based off of Eddie and the GM.
1: Hmm. I'll leave it to Eddie. It's his rodeo. Okay,
2: I'll, like, uh... uh I'll make... I'll assume that Eddie made some assumptions of, like, uh, as you, like attempt to do that just like uh the effect does not seem to be going off it's just like
5: oh wait you were gonna try and do it that way oh
4: i'm guessing that doesn't work that way does it
2: uh, eddie like opens his mouth
1: pauses closes it
4: i'm not allowed to say hmm.
1: yeah and i want to say like at that moment like shadow uh echo night eddie just watches you watching your mouth <laughs>
3: Are you planning to help him take my skin? You are being very weird, the both of you. It's
4: our
5: idea. We're here to help you.
4: No, don't, don't let him do it. I don't think I need to take your skin. I already have enough flesh in my pa- in my pack. Oh, can I have some after I finish talking with Granny? All right, you will be rewarded
5: if it helps, little dude. Since she like really only took a hit of it, it should only go for another few minutes. Thank
4: you so much. Thank you so much. Then, well, you can't tell me anything right now, can you, about dying, right? Is it just all of us or one of us?
1: Oh dear, it's all of you, I'm afraid. Whether it be a landslide, or an army, a stray lightning bolt, you are destined to die today. You see her just knitting as she casually says that.
5: Uh, I mean, I guess we could stay.
1: I think it'd be, like, really
5: inconvenient if I died. (laughs) Oh,
1: yes. Oh, such a frightful thing when you die. Your your little friend goes, uh, yes, he he does a couple things when you pass.
5: And honestly, even if I didn't want to stay, I don't think Eddie would let me leave anymore, now that you said it.
1: (laughs) You see him blocking the door.
4: (laughs) I could say with confidence, then, that none of us wants to die. Well, if we're gonna stay the night,
5: like, looks over to the granny.
4: Do you have, like,
5: any chains I can borrow?
1: Oh, chains? What would you need chains
2: for? Just, like, uh, looking over at uh, Seer. I just need,
5: like, something to hold me down.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Granny just goes,
4: "Oh, just a moment. Yes,
1: I can grab you some chains." She goes over, like, uh, to the two chairs, separates them, flips open a carpet, and you guys see a trap door. You see her like tremble as, or you know, the old timey trembles uh, from her hand as she goes towards her uh, uh, neck, pulls out a key, unlocks it. We hear the click. And she opens it up, and you hear her go down a ladder. A minute passes, and you hear the rattle of chains as she comes back up, heaving and hoeing. Oh, here you go, dearie. Not a problem, not a problem. And we see like a quail of chain that goes for about uh, 20 feet go onto the ground as she... Locks up the trap door, puts back on the carpet and the chairs.
4: You know, if you needed help getting that, you could have asked. Next time, I'll help you out. I'm strong. (laughs) I'm very strong. I'm glad you do your daily exercises.
1: Oh, yes. I do about 50 squats watching Jane Fonda. Yeah? Oh, no one. Just a gymnast.
0: Can I see if my arm wants to claim this er, lion rug?
1: Yeah, you put your hand near it. And I wanna kinda imagine it's to the point like I've described when you grafted on this uh this creature onto your finger that had a vine wrap around the uh uh incision point, the cut. And as you bring your hand closer to the pelt of the lion, it basically sniffs it like a a, a nose. Basically the uh, thorny tendril examining uh, the creature and it uh, withdraws back to your hand as it doesn't seem appropriate or doesn't seem like it wants it. What a picky corpse. It's a pelt. (laughs) (laughs) That is foolish. We need meat. We
5: need bones. We need blood. That's it for me. I
0: just
2: wanted to see what would happen.
1: Okay. What do you guys do? Granny, yeah, you... back to the other conversation.
2: It's like, Eddie,
5: actually, you know what? I did also know a gymnast, though. They had a real bad case of dual personality disorder. Hey, Granny, do you want to buy a dagger?
1: <laughs> Is that how he <laughs> phrase it in character? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ma'am, are you, old lady, are you in need of a ornate-looking blade
1: Oh, no, dearie. I got my fair share of daggers and sacrificial uh, uh, blades. I don't need that. Thank you, though.
0: Would you be okay with me exploring your house? I see you have many closed doors.
1: Oh, feel free. Just don't enter my daughter's room.
0: Which one's that?
1: The one to the north on the left and the right. Your room's directly to the north.
4: Is there a reason why?
1: Oh, she doesn't like it when people go into her bedrooms.
4: I mean, that sounds logical. Yeah.
1: Teenagers, am I right?
4: I don't mind. Go ahead.
1: Uh, keep in mind, Mavet, the map is custom. So everything you do see, you do see.
0: Well, yeah. Am I, I if I'm free
1: to, while the party talks, just, like, explore the map? You can you can explore. Zoom in, you might see a couple things. Um. But yes, uh, you were saints here.
4: I don't mind following such rules since Well, sadly, it gives me time to ponder what you've said, but also the fact that, well, you haven't been hostile at all. We accomplished the goal here, and more importantly, but we need information, so you might be able to aid us in that.
1: Mm. Uluia, you feel a spider on your hand as you begin to sober.
4: Little buddy, could you not
3: right now? Like, she'll just kind of put her arm on the table and try to sway it, walk on the table.
1: Yeah, and as you try to do that, taking a closer look at the spider, it looks like it's origami in shape, and it seems like it's made of paper.
3: Am I still feeling this? This is like a papered spider. Do you see this?
1: Everyone does see it. Oh, uh,
5: bruh, that's a, uh, that's a message.
3: A message? Feel pain if I open it up? You open it? Yeah, I'll apologize. I'm so sorry. Thank you.
1: I'll give you something. Look in your DMs. Um. Yes, but as she ruffles around, see What were you saying?
4: Basically, just that we need more information because we are seeking about what is going on in the woods. Apparently, we might have an issue of un of undead. But also, besides wanting to help a friend out, I am also here for personal needs to aiding people. Mm. I can't ignore something like this. Since while. It is a part of nature. It is something that is very greedy, as you can say.
0: Okay. No, I, I wasn't going to click them. Can I peek through the do- keyhole if there is a keyhole?
1: Which one? To the right or the left?
0: Let's do... well. Uh, I also can kind of see into the left, so that might be an issue because it's sh- showing through the window. I want to go through the right one.
1: You, you, you got it. You're, you're allowed to see that. The right one? Okay. Make me a perception check. No, twelve. Okay, 12? Yeah, still di- Still exhausted. Yeah, too dark. Alright, again, uh, Seer, you were saying?
4: Basically trying to figure out about the strange, undead, sombering thing. It's like, this lady seems to know more than it seems. Mm. And lastly, if we're staying, we might as well chat with her to figure out what's going on. I was going to say, it's like, do you mind if you give me your name first, though, before we get deep into discussion? Hmm. Oh, yes, I'm Laura, Laura
1: Rosegold. But the girls call me the Warding.
4: The Warding.
1: Yes. You, you see, I, I've i had an important task for all oh so long. I make sure the ward stays intact. I can see why that'd be an important job. And she nods with a bit of a smile. Yes, and I've been training my daughter to take my place. I only have so many more years. Then...
5: You don't look a day over a hundred.
4: Oh, thank you, dearie. I'm actually four hundred years old. Long life. Very long life, then. Oh, yes.
1: I... I've been in debt to another coven. That's why I've taken an interest in you boys and girls.
3: Um, Aluia did read the message. She's going to kind of crumple it and put it away on her person and look, she's really annoyed um, she's gonna get up uh, I'll I'm going to walk off the rest of the stuff I'm going to see where my vet went, get a feel of the place since we're gonna
1: be here the night right? Oh yes, please just stay one night, that's all I ask. Okay. Yes just I know things are so strange for you boys and girls but to put it simply, a coven by the name of the Coven of the One had an interest in you. And they told me that uh, you would die today. And they didn't want that.
5: That's like the Coven of the One?
1: Yes. Oh, it's a nasty little bit. You see, the they're only made up of one person. Mabel and Mason. Wait, you said one or, yes. or is the name Maybelline? No, it's Mabel and Mason.
5: So there's one of them, but there's also two of them?
1: Yes, you're catching on, dearie. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's made up of them when they're children, when they're young adults, and when they're old, as Grandma and Grandpa.
5: So I guess, like, they didn't have any kids?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm willing to can i do a? can i do a check off of some things i see so i just wanna uh should i just ask about what i've seen from what i explored can you see what i explored
1: uh you can just ask me like yeah you just ask about specific things
0: okay this statue to my left what does it look like
1: okay so as you uh go in to uh her uh bedroom you uh, see in the master bedroom that there is a uh, golden statue, and all around it is a yellow cloth. As you look into it, you see that the person doesn't have any eyes, but uh, the empty sockets have a glimmer of uh, two rubies within them. What uh, race? What race? Seems like a human. Okay. So uh, as you uh, look around inside of this uh, room... You do see that there is a comb, a mirror, another little uh, couch inside of here. Uh, Right next to her archive and uh, closet.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, when I went into this room, I don't know if it's just like
1: for looks, but the book next to the chair. Yep. The book is open next to the chair. It seems to be a personal journal. Okay. I want to read that. As you read through it, uh, give me an investigation check.
3: Am I seeing him read this journal?
1: You are where you are. Eleven. You see that a name uh, keeps uh, popping up, and uh, specifically, uh, the title "Dreamer" is uh, thrown a lot or thrown around a lot. And uh, I think uh, one of the most important bits of information is you learn that there is a. Yes, a, uh, a Grave of Ill Omen is what it's called. And it appears like uh, whatever Laura is trying to uh, seal away to uh, uh, ward against is in this Grave of Ill Omen. Though it doesn't specify a location. The name in question is Livy Rosegold. Cool. All right. Anything else?
0: Uh, did, 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 was there anything interesting
1: that would have caught my eye in her closet? Look at the closet. Uh, make me one more perception check. Uh, Luya, is there something you want to bring up?
3: Yes. As he's flipping through, and do I see anything in regards to what the thing that I'm doing? Like any words come out at me?
1: Are you looking in the journal?
3: I'm trying to peek over as much as I can because he's taller than me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I could say that. Like, even when he put... Like, I assume you put it back down, right, mavet Yeah. If you want, you can do your own investigation check on this journal.
3: Uh, yeah. I'm ignoring whatever you said that you gave him, and I'm just looking for something specific.
1: Yep. And if you want, you can, uh... Yeah, I have a pretty good idea of what you want, but if you want, to, like, a DM me, I, I can uh, uh, tailor a more crafty response. Okay. Yep. But, uh, yes, I also would like an investigation. Um... And we'll add that guidance. Okay. With 11, uh, which makes a 13. Yeah. Okay. So the first guidance was for show, huh? All right. With 15. I won't work with that. Uh, yeah. With a 15. Um, I, I'm sorry. Am I uh, confusing something? up? Because I see the guidance. Which is I have again. guidance,
0: too. We both have okay, guidance. So, so I guidance. That's myself. where I
1: got confused. You got a 14. Yeah. Uh, you got the same amount of information. Uh, like... Yeah, the, the thresholds were uh, uh, fairly close. Uh, with your 15, you get a little bit more. Uh, everything I told Mavette, plus uh, you see that uh, uh, the connections he didn't make, which was uh, Livy the Dreamer. And uh, you uh, see that uh, uh, perhaps that uh, she is, yes, Laura's teaching Livy a, uh, a, a new ritual. That uh, involves uh, warding magic at the Grave of Ill Omens. That's all you learn. Anything else from you two?
3: I'm going on my
1: search still. Did I see anything in the closet with a 14? With a 14, you see children's clothes. Repeat? Yes.
0: Yeah. I think I I explored enough until it's time to go to sleep, and then I'll talk to her.
1: Okay, sorry. Where the hell did we leave off here? Were you talking to uh, the grandma before I went on my tangent? Okay, what were you talking about? Yeah.
4: Well, my main question for them is, like, well, why are they wanting to keep us safe? Oh, uh, would you like to learn that now? It It is a lot. I mean, unless it's going to affect our safety. But if not, it'd be nice to know, since... <laughs> Can we talk over dinner?
0: One sec, I just have to mention how rude Aluya is by not closing doors behind her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you see Luya keeps the door open, Mavet goes over to close it, shakes his head, I don't understand culture, By at least understand that
0: <laughs> uh,
1: but yes, uh, Laura Rosegold says yes, dearie, if we could why they want to keep you alive is a very long exp- explanation and I'd prefer to talk over food.
4: Is there anything else I can tell you, dearie? I mean, it is a very simple thing I could ask. I could—I a- have so many questions to ask, but I'll ask a simpler one, since you are giving it a courteous of being in your house. Is there anything I could do with my services to repair anything here? It seems as if you aren't able to fix everything on your own.
1: Oh, dearie. There is one thing... You and your friends can help me fix, but I'm afraid it has nothing to do with the house. Speak your mind. (sighs) Have you noticed the thorns in the vines?
4: It's one reason why we've been investigating things, yes. Oh, good, good.
1: Yes, it's been fairly terrible. It's been corrupting the land. The mother of the forest is getting quite angry. Her precious daughter- darlings are turning into vicious vile monsters and to top it all off is that and she looks you straight in the eyes as she says that one of your kind is around here raising
4: trouble
5: why is it always that oh it has been a pattern hasn't
4: it are you all right if i take off my hat Oh, go right ahead. It
1: won't help you near me. My eyes can't be deceived like that.
4: Cyril do as you say. Oh, yeah, no. Cyril take off the hat, showing themselves since the, you know, the jig is up with them.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You take off the hat, comes up close to you, holds up like a hand to your cheek and just goes,
4: Oh, you're just so
1: gorgeous. My, I wish I could. And she sniffles. I wish I could have had a child like you. Think she might actually give you a little peck on the forehead. It's all right, dearie. No need to hide. Granny's here for you.
4: I appreciate the sympathy. I just am not used to having it. But I'm not the loving as I have a simple goal in mind. But I appreciate that I don't have to prance around in a hat all day.
1: Not in this household, isn't that right, Bogdan? And you see the like skull open its mouth. All is welcome
4: here. Then, might be strange to say this, but currently I've been having to resolve many problems with my people. For, they wish for domination and less of peace. Mm. And it's conveniently nice to have, and looks to like everybody that's been exploring, to have people that do not scorn me or wish for death for me already. Mm -hmm. It's less annoying being hunted, at least I'm not being hunted down with them.
1: Please, just relax. Have a seat at the table. If you want, I can try to explain
4: things the best I can. Please do. Yeah. Cyril move their hair away from burning the chair.
1: Yeah, if everyone wants to move towards the table, like uh, we see the granny begin to uh, go to the kitchen and you hear the loud bubbling of uh, the cauldron. And we hear the splashing of a soup inside of bowls. And uh, once she's done, she comes out and uh, brings out like a serving to everyone at the table. Here's one for you. One for you. And oh, dearie. And looks towards Mabette. I know that you don't like to eat too much, but could you eat for poor old granny? I guess so. Oh, thank you. And gives you a pat on the head. Oh, oh, dear. Looking towards Aluya,
3: Could you please have a seat? One moment, please. Uh, Eddie, do you think Eddie would let me pass?
1: Eddie doesn't look like he wants to move. Mm. Uh,
3: Smoke Eddie, do you think I could like go outside and take a stroll? Get some fresh air, you know?
1: We always described uh, Eddie, the otter. Having a slouch, his smoke-like form as an echo knight is slunched even further and twists its head, eyes close to your face, looking around you. Doesn't want to move.
3: Hmm. All right. Well, do you? Kill
4: him! Kill him! him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Open the window somewhere. Okay. Uh, Okay.
0: First it was the doors. Now you don't want to join us for dinner?
3: Oh, I'm going to come back. I just need to you know clear my head like,
1: oh dear, we'll clear your head, just have a seat. We're about to have supper
3: soon soon soon. You guys start without me, you know, okay. is there a window somewhere
1: there there is an additional <laughs> e- there is an additional exit towards in uh, the kitchen, yeah, in the kitchen that you can use to escape,
3: okay, then I'm gonna make sure that I
1: unfortunately, it's a cat door, yeah, <laughs> it's a cat door.
2: <laughs>
3: Squeeze my way in.
1: Okay. But uh, the granny begins to lay down, uh, you know, pour you all some food, and you just see, like, uh, the skull as it uh, chitters its teeth, and granny pulls out, like, a, a platinum piece, puts it in its mouth, and it just goes wild and crazy. Yes. Thanks, granny. Thank you. And she looks around at the table. Do you all eat? I'll take the first bite. Okay. She pours herself the same thing and begins to eat with you all. No constitution saved. Nothing's poisoned. It looks like it's safe to eat, my bet. I'm resistant to poison anyways. <laughs> I mean, Eddie was eating regardless, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. I assume Sear would be the only cautious one.
4: Correct. Sear's very used to having to avoid being, like, poisoned. Yeah. Seer would just kind of wait.
1: Yeah. Everyone seems fine. <sighs>
4: yes. So, let let me explain.
1: If everyone's comfortable, this will take just a little bit. But if you could just pay attention, I'll try not to... I promise not to talk your ear off.
0: Well, Granny, so I may pay more attention. Do you happen to have any special food to get rid of this nagging headache I got going on? Talking about my exhaustion...
1: Yes, dear, I can make you a potion, if that's what you desire.
0: Yes, I would love to hear your story. I just can't focus too well.
1: I I will warn you, though. I do have potions to take care of exhaustion, but they tend to have severe side effects. Are you okay with that, dearie? What what are they? The side effects? Yes, they can... Drain at your strength and dexterity if you catch my drift. And one turns you gay. Yes, I have a gay potion.
2: I think
0: I may just sleep sleep it off.
1: Oh, are you sure, dearie?
0: Yes, I am sure, but I will take seconds of this food you have provided if you have any.
1: Yeah. She pours you seconds. And she just goes, Towards your first question before we get into the meat and potatoes. You're wondering why the coven wants to keep you safe.
4: Indeed. You have to understand from my point of view. When people want to keep me alive, it's either to... Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. To watch me die over and over again. Or be... As in, to experiment on. Okay, dearie. Let me... And I've spent, like,
5: my entire life with people trying to keep me safe, so... I'm just kind of used to it.
1: So... I think what needs to be understood is what is the coven of one? Yes, a witch that dabbles in chronoturgy. Yes, I won't bore you with the details, but she made her own coven from herself, from when she was a young girl to when she was an old woman, and even when she was a man. It's quite confusing. Nevertheless, they see things that normal people like you and I can't possibly fathom. For some strange reason, they seem to be playing a game, and it seems like you're an important part of it. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be mysterious about it. I really don't know. They asked me to save your lives in exchange for... Granting me a few more years, and a daughter. Now, with that out of the way, there is something important that you must know. She looks around at the table. Any questions before?
4: No, continue, because I don't mind you hiding your secrets or not knowing. Especially from someone that is far greater than most.
1: (laughs) So... I'm sure you notice we've had quite the problem with Janassis.
4: How much do you know? With our end, it seems as if either A they are just causing ruckuses, or B they want to dominate the world so that they can see themselves as more superior.
5: Oh dear. Or or more recently, like people trying to use them for that purpose.
1: Correct. Oh dearies. Yes. The future looks quite bleak. It's a world of earthquakes, tsunamis, firestorms, and tornadoes that's in store for us. A world of calamities. And she start, begins to like uh, massage the uh, uh, skull on the table, you know, just hand gliding over the, the uh, 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 top of the skull. If she had a cat, that's where it would be. <laughs> there is a cat. And it looks adorable. Um, yes, and she just goes,
4: The last
1: bit that I must do to complete my bargain is I do have a message for you. It's a little bit of information. You know what the Rebirth Bastion is?
4: Gray, for some reason my brain's facing. I think I do.
1: Yeah, the Rebirth Bastion is just a name of the army for the Genasi.
4: Sierra so will be like, I am aware of them.
1: yes. This is the part that I warned you about. There's just going to be a lot to process. But whether you help them, stop them, is not my issue. All I need to do is inform you. And she begins to, like, uh, pick up uh, the skull. And she goes, Bogdan, would you be a deary and tell them? And uh, the skull just goes, Granny... A platinum piece was delicious, but I'm going to need a bit more than that. And she goes, oh, you greedy little rascal. And she goes into her pocket, pulls out a ring, and you can feel like a intense rarity with this ring. She puts it in its mouth, and in between its teeth, it begins to eat at it. Nothing falls out from it. There's no debris. It just seems like he eats it. Yes, that will do. And she, like, turns the skull towards you guys, and there is a smoke that comes out of its mouth. It is purple. You see, like, uh, uh, little flashes of lightning, the glow of uh, flickering fire, and you see the reflection of light, much like from uh, uh, the gleam from looking at an ocean at sunset all within this uh, cloud that begins to envelop the table and uh, uh, drape over your knees. As you guys sit down at this long table, he begins to speak. The time has come for the world to witness the clash of the Janasi, whose power and wills will shape the fate of all living things. first, is Galen, the collar. And, like, within this, uh, smoke, you begin to see something form. And you see, basically, a person that looks like Mads Mickelson begin to form in front of your face, draped in a toga, smoke coming out of his mouth.
4: That is pretty badass, actually. I love this one.
1: Oh, yeah. It's
4: so cool.
1: As that comes into view... He says, uh, the skull says, Galen, the storm collar, who rides the winds and commands the thunderbolts, will bring the fury of the skies upon his foes. With his lightning sword, he will carve the very air and summon the tempest that will engulf the battlefield. That is the first general. And again... We see like uh, the smoke begin to dissipate from this uh, Mad Mickelson uh, looking uh, fellow, and what comes next is uh first brought up by uh, the name and title Infernalex the Ashbringer, and what you see is a guy that looks like Jason Momoa. He wears no shirt. We see like a long great sword chains going around him. Essentially, uh, if Jason Momoa was trying to uh, uh, yeah, dress up like Kratos is what he looks like. As uh, this comes into view, he just says, Infernal X, the Ashbringer, whose veins burn with the flames of hell will incinerate his enemies with his fiery breath and molten blades. His infernal minions will leave nothing but ashes in their wake as they march towards their ultimate goal of destruction and domination. That is the second one.
4: Man, he's hot.
1: And again, with a poof. Yeah, (laughs) with a poof, we see another figure begin to form. This one made of water. Male Stella, the Tidekeeper, who holds the power of the ocean depths, will summon waves and tsunamis to drown the armies of her enemies. With her trident in hand, she will raise whirlpools and tidal waves that will devastate the lands, engulf all who stand in her way. And I think, uh, finally, Tremora, the Quakewalker, whose feet shake the earth, and whose voice rumbles like a thunderstorm, will unleash earthquakes and landslides that will tear apart the ground beneath her foes. With her stone fists, she will crush the bones and shatter the armor, all of those who dare to challenge her. That is the four generals of the army. And then there is one who leads them all. Jahana. Jahana the Fell. She is the leader of the Rebirth Bastion. Her generals follow her without question, knowing that she holds the key to their ultimate victory. But her plans go beyond mere conquest and destruction. She seeks to bring a cataclysm that will shake the very foundations of reality itself. But among the ranks of Infernal X's army, there is a necromancer named Phoenix, who seeks to unleash a greater horror upon the world. He wishes to resurrect the Tarrasque, a beast so powerful that its mere presence can herald the end of all things. And if he succeeds, then even the Genasi will tremble before its might. The stage is set for the final battle. Where the fate of the world hangs in the balance, the genasi will clash in a cataclysmic conflict, where each side will unleash their full power and test the limits of their abilities. And amidst the chaos, the necromancer's dark plan will unfold, threatening to bring about a doom that no one can survive. And we see with that last word a... Whoosh, as the smoke goes away, and she begins to pet the head of the skull. I'm sorry, dearie, I know it's a lot, but what Bogdan's trying to say, four generals, one leader, and a necromancer nearby who's been a thorn in my side. (sighs) She sighs, begins to drag back the chair, sits down. (sighs) Dearie, looking towards uh, Seer, could you do Granny a favor? No contract, no blood. Could you take care of your kin that's causing all this hubba blue?
4: When you say take care, you leave it op- the options open. That's what it sounds like. Unless you specify death. Because sadly, if they are risking the world to end, then I have to do what is obliged, even if I had to break my own.
1: I'm not asking you to kill him. All I ask... As you keep them away, there is a danger that lurks far beneath the earth. It would be terrible if it woke back up.
4: I wish the world to- and you see them hesitate. I wish the world to be nothing more than peaceful and that all of us can be together. My people have suffered from many of the deaths, even though we are not the enemies. At least now we are, though, but we are like everyone else. We just come from a different area. We are reborn, not the ones that create death. So, I have to do due diligence to prevent them from causing further death and possibly causing their own demise. Because if they're wishing to the world cause domination, they're gonna just simply end the world.
1: Mm. Yes, all of them. All those nasty little buggers. They have a dark ambition. It's terrible.
4: I will do as you say. I just need to know, well. I think I could base off their names what they're capable of, but I think I need to find a direction that might aid us further. Because one person cannot take down a force that has so many things. I have my allies, but I need to move forward and be able to create more powerful things. So do you know of a possible ally that can aid us into not only finding these genasi, but to bring them into the fold? And if not into the fold, allows me to take them down easily. To
1: take them into the fold. That, that is troubling, dearie.
4: I know. I have to ask, though. I wish no bloodshed, but if I have to...
1: Should your goals align, I'm sure some would be happy to walk with you on your path. But, more often than not, they all have something they truly want. As I said, dark ambitions. It is not that you're inherently evil... It's just these children were raised with propaganda. They walk a path with their kin and follow the herd. Much like how the clouds in the sky are harmless, but when they all gather
4: together,
1: it creates a storm.
4: And the, the way to control the herd is to divul- um, divert the v- herd further.
1: Ah, mm-hmm.
4: oh, this is going to give me a headache. Sierra had to go like, So in other words, either I had to take another position of power with friends or I had to find someone of equal position of power with them to make people want to join them in prevention of this.
1: Yes, but this necromancer, I don't think you might have much luck. It's not to say it's impossible, but he seeks to raise the dead and he wishes to wake a slumbering beast. It is a question of one life versus the many.
4: I understand. Then it has to sadly be their end if they wish to bring the end. I don't think I'll bring them into the fold if they are not willing to negotiate. It sounds like they aren't. No,
1: it does not appear that they will.
4: Basically, they'll go like, I'll do. Say I help people looking at everybody else in the room is up for it. Sadly, two of us are bound until we escape that, we can't move forward. I
5: see, like, that's what the chains are
4: for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. If you don't mind, uh, Aluia, you want to fill us in on what you're doing?
3: Uh, yeah, I've been searching rooms and stuff and around the property, trying to get a glimpse of what's going on in uh, Livy's room. Uh,
1: you see in Livy's room, she has like a a, a deck of trocket cards. And they're flipped over.
3: Okay. In the rooms that I was in, uh, I wrote out to you in the DMs, uh, all the stuff I was trying to do. And Mm. the way I might think to look for something.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say during this entire time, you do not find uh, the object you're looking for. Okay. And you feel like you thoroughly searched it. You do see a missing horse, though. Just of note. Like, right where you're next to, you see, like, a uh, a little uh, post with uh, hay, apples, but no horse. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What does everyone do?
0: I would like to ask Granny why. She said our room is the north room, right? Yep. Granny, why is there a false door for our north room?
1: It's not a false door, damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just can't go in?
1: Yeah, I know you can't fucking go in.
0: Well, I'll, I'll just assume I explored that earlier. When I was trying to.
1: You see a fresh grave outside the window.
0: So I'll ask Granny about that. Granny?
1: Yes, dearie?
0: There seems to be a fresh grave outside our quarters we are supposed to stay in tonight. How fresh is that?
1: Oh, it's a day old.
0: And who or what resides underneath the soil?
1: Magdalena. She's an exile.
0: Interesting. Does she? Yes get part of and I show her my hand the thorns
1: no you see dearie she she was a part of our coven, the circle of unseen dreams. But she was up to some nasty business and I had to put a stop to it.
0: What was the nasty business if you can share
1: She wanted to disrespect the mother of the forest. She wanted to unleash the beast and I told her no. Next thing I know, I'm jamming an, a nitty-needle right into her neck. And she does, like, the practice motion with the, like, <laughs> the uh, uh, needle that she has in her hands. Yes, and just like that, I had to bring her outside. It took a little while to dig a grave, but Granny's a hard worker.
0: Well, thank you, Granny, for protecting the forest.
1: Anything for you, dearie.
0: Can we go to sleep, guys?
1: Oh, would everyone like to go to bed?
5: Well, first, if it's alright. Again, looks over at Seer. I kind of need the little dude to chain me down.
4: I plan to, don't you worry. That's very
1: hot. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you ch- kids and all the things you get up to, Granny
4: won't kiss and tell. I mean, if I hold the chains long enough, they will get hot, but...
1: Oh, back in my day, when I was a young kid, Girl, they would need
4: 120 feet of
1: rope to keep me down.
4: Fair enough. <laughs> Sierra kind of like doesn't give a reaction. She's just very much like, I don't get what you're saying. Okay. It sounds like you're freakishly strong. So, Eddie, Sierra will follow you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If you guys want to go to uh, the the bedroom to the north. Because I do not need to rest my eyes like
0: I assumed Everyone else here needs to. I do not mind taking the
5: floor bed. I mean, like, honestly, I could sleep wherever, but, uh,
2: yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, that one should do. (laughs) It's like, as he just, like, uh, points it over, it's just,
5: uh, actually, you know what? I think the center bed might be the easier one.
0: Okay, if you want the floor bed, then I can choose another.
4: I think if I were to pick a spot, I would need to have a spot where my hair won't singe things, so I might have to take things off. Mm Mm-hmm so.
5: Oh, good. Then we'll use your bed for the thing that we need
4: to do.
0: <laughs> I will give my pillow to Eddie.
4: I'll give my pillow to Luya. <laughs> um, at this point, um, I'll
3: kind of see Granny, see the food, grab a bowl, mm-hmm. take it with me to the room. Oh, sleep well,
1: dearie. As you walk away.
3: Yes, thank you. Sleep, sleep well.
1: Oh, I always do.
3: Like, wait, well, hold on. How do you like a Hard sleep better or what?
1: Oh, yes. I sleep very hard. We all do.
3: Mm, mm, mm. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Should kind of tip the bowl like a thank you and be on our way.
1: hmm And you do that. All right. You guys go into the bedroom. Does anything happen as you guys uh, attempt to sleep? We're waiting for Seer. Yeah, Seer, get into the bedroom.
4: But I'm scared. Oh, you should be. Okay, I'll come.
1: And the door immediately shuts behind you. Everyone, make me a dexterity save. Now nah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> you're fine. You're safe. But there are mushrooms growing in the corners. Go right ahead. Uh,
5: all right, little dude. Now this is really important. I need you to undo. Well, hold on.
2: <laughs> and like with that, he like uh, starts like uh, grabbing the chain, going over to one of the beds with bed posts, and uh, begins trying to. Ah, uh, chain himself to it all right, <laughs> very explicitly, very explicitly trying to make sure that the the chain is looping through uh, every last uh, one of his um uh, of his um uh, collars and cuffs. Mm-hmm.
4: Sierra will do as you say, and Sierra will basically make sure that they do not move, restricting you completely all right. We're
5: like this. now just give me a little bit more, yeah.
1: I need to also, uh, say here that your, your, your fur is matting slightly. Uh, you were sweating and everyone, it feels like it's like about, yeah, 115, like a Fahrenheit. And you guys notice like throughout the day that like, it's just been getting warmer and warmer and warmer.
5: All right. Now just give me just a little bit of give, but just a little bit.
4: We'll do as you just kind of see Seer just, like, clacking with the chains, trying to make sure it's nice and secure with that little spot of give. Just, like, literally dexterous hands just flying through, making sure it's all nice and locked down.
2: hmm Yeah, so just Eddie making sure that he has, like, the slightest bit of movement. It's like,
5: all right, now what I need you to do is turn off
2: this one. As he, like, uh, gestures toward the one that... uh we've designated as, like, being uh, laced with conjuration magic.
3: (laughs) Uliya, are you able to do that? I'm so sorry. I was not paying attention. I've kind of got lost in my head. Uh, What do you need from me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hang on! Hang on! We just need to think about this. We got Fire Genasi tying up an otter with chains, and she's zoning out when she snaps back into reality. Like, what position are you in, Mega? uh,
2: I imagine he is just, like, uh... Yeah, I think I think for this I think for this to like work appropriately, he's probably on his
1: knees. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so you see an Otter on his knees.
3: <laughs> uh, yes, what do you? What the hell is going on? I I don't want to be a part of whatever's happening. Should I leave the room?
5: Don't make it weird.
3: Mm, I think it's already weird.
5: Look, I asked her to do it.
3: Okay. Anyway, what is it you want
4: me to do? Oh, we just need you to. Well, specifically, cast a spell on one spot specifies the one that I assume is for conjuration. Correct, Mega? Yes. Correct.
1: Okay, it, it might help, uh, Mega. Uh, please explain in detail uh, w- what the goal of what you're doing is.
2: All right, so this is a fun little, uh, fun little mechanical trick, anyway. Uh, but like, uh, essentially, uh, what Eddie is hoping to do is that since we've designated that. One of them is Conjuration, and most likely for the purposes of keeping uh, the cuffs and collars on you in the event of uh, teleports. It's, uh, it's, uh, if we are able to essentially like make the cuffs and collars more part of a particular fixed point in a room attached to another object, rather than being treated as something being worn or carried by somebody... As is usually the case when you are chained to a wall, for example, in this case we're chained to a bed. Uh, then uh, Eddie is going to use his uh, Eddie Port after disabling the conjuration cuff to remove himself from the cuffs that are now more attached to a bed, which is attached to a fixed point. Then, or which is in and of itself a fixed point, and like uh, actually poof himself out of his collars.
3: <laughs> the only one I have is Fuck Cloud. Oh, don't have any spell slots left. Spell slots left, yeah. Can I do the fog cloud for conjuration?
2: No, no. We we need you to dispel.
3: Oh, the gosh! Cuff. Oh, I was so confused. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> dispel magic. Got it. I have the spell slots for it. Done. Uh, I'm going to get up close, and you're gonna see this, uh, like air about my hands, and it's gonna be, like, pinkish, and it's gonna go into the spot that we're trying to focus on.
4: Okay.
1: Flavor this up for me, Eddie. After uh, after
2: Eddie's just, like, uh, making sure that the, the chains are fastened, and as Aluya dispels the collar, like, uh, Smokey Eddie appears before <laughs> Eddie, which is a bit of an awkward scene considering, like, Eddie is now on basically his hands and knees in front of a, uh, a smokier version of himself, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like ready, Eddie. And then when presumably uh, Smoky Eddie nods, like uh, Eddie breathes out and uh, like uh, begins as like what they have normally seen before, like turning to smoke, and as the two areas of smoke mix with each other. The two separate once more, and if this worked appropriately, Smokey Eddie is in the chains, and Eddie is not, but neither are his collars.
1: <laughs> and just as you described, it happens. I want to imagine, like, when it attaches to Smokey Eddie, we hear the click as it opens up and falls to the ground. And he just, like, immediately
2: starts stretching out his body, like, rotating his ankles and wrists. It's like,
5: oh, that is, like, so much better. <laughs> so, did it work?
2: So, and he looks over at uh, Luya. Oh,
5: right. You, you can't see it, but yeah, th- they're off.
4: <laughs> Do you think it would work on me? <laughs> Are you able to jump out of things? A thunderstep!
1: <clears throat> Sorry, I had something in my throat.
4: I know, I'd just be like, I think I know you can. It's just that it...
1: A hundred percent, be- you know she can.
4: I mean, yeah,
3: but I'm not, like, going to, like, boom into this lady's house.
5: Well, like, if I, well, if I can, like, bring something up, that might be a bit of a problem. Problem. Because, like, the way that I did it, well, you know, when I, you know, changed places with Eddie, it's uh, the bed and the chains were all still intact, right? So that means that when I left, the chain and the collars and all that were still connected, but the way that I've seen you teleport, you might actually break the bre- break the bed in the exact moment or maybe even the chains
1: in the exact moment that you leave.
4: I have a sound. So you might just
5: that. come back.
1: Say God damn it, Mega <laughs> I was hoping for another good scenario like that. But yeah, he is on the right track.
4: But yeah, Seer will look at Aluia and be like, and then Eddie and go like, I think I have a solution for this. Aluia, I need you to disable the transmutation. Okay. As you're like, or about to do that, Sears like just pulling out her alchemy set and just start like brewing something really quick. Go like, as they just kind of like, you see them just messing with it. And then you just see this black concoction. There we are. What is it? First off, did you disable it? Yes. Pours it on top of their head. Hmm? I am casting gaseous form onto Aluia. Oh, Oh, yeah. All right. Now just think of yourself as loud. Hmm? I turn puffy. (laughs) (laughs) Turn puppy. Now transmutation basically makes it so that the colors can't change to the shape of them. If that's disabled.
1: Do you have a dispel magic for it?
4: Uh, That's why I had Aluia try to do it. Yeah,
1: that's why I'm asking Aluia. Do you have a dispel magic for it? I did it. Okay, so you did do it, you can. Alright. So you cast a spell, Magic, we see this liquid go over you, and you turn into a cloud. As you do so, the chains don't follow you, and you escape. Everyone is out of their shackles.
4: Ow, there might be some hiccups here and there, so do be aware that if you turn back to how you are, you might have some hiccups and burps. Alright, you can't respond. Ping-ponging around the room. Boop.
1: <laughs> Just ping pong around the room. You're getting really high today, Jesus.
3: Do I hit the corner?
4: We don't know. Oh. So,
5: hey, little dude, want to see something funny?
4: Um, hesitates. Sure.
2: All right, Eddie, like, uh, immediately, like, uh, turns over to uh, uh, to where Aluja is, and uh, and uh, uh, and casts gust of wind. <laughs> 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 flavor it up for me <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, once again like Eddie just like looks over just like takes a really deep breath and starts like blowing out and like this huge wave of noxious smoke just starts like uh, like pouring out from his mouth in a in a continuous stream in the direction of like Aluya, who is now you know up in the air Um, and remind as me. the
1: wind Go, keep going keep going
2: well, uh, I think like the question that you were about to ask is like something I was about to go confirm for myself before I speak any further. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, I was gonna say there are cracks in the wall. Like gaseous form allows you to go through like very tiny gaps, right?
4: If it's at least I think one inch, I'm gonna double check. I think you go through any crack, though, really.
1: Yeah, because if so, she goes through that wall.
4: <laughs> you know, I forgot to tell them how to fly in that form. <laughs> yeah,
1: just seeing them bing bong around the fucking room.
4: I don't think Aaliyah realizes that they don't have to really think like a cloud. They can now just fly about.
1: Yeah.
4: I don't think she thought that hard about it.
1: It's probably the closest she's come to being your sister. She's practically an element.
4: All right. Deer's going to follow the cloud and just go, like, put their arms in the cloud and goes, like, and I'm done thinking about it. Turning Aaliyah back into a person, catching them.
1: Hey, hang on, hang on. for a few steps, because uh, what Eddie did happened oh, okay. beforehand. Yep. So Eddie, Yeah, I, you I just had to make sure win. that the, yeah. the wind didn't accidentally dispel it immediately, uh, and it doesn't, so. Okay, so it does push her through the wall. Yep. Okay. Luya, you get pushed through the wall. This is what you see. You see a horse at the center of a carpet, the blood sigil with ruins around it. You see a sacrificial altar, an open tome, uh, half of a body intestines strewn about a heart and red lights everywhere how do you react
4: am i still a cloud yes I'm still a you're cloud st- you can't scream nor can you grab anything nor can you really express so how do you scream like a cloud
3: uh, <laughs> nobody knows what's happening but there is glee in Lulia, but you don't know why yeah even though she's looking at horror
4: yeah okay yeah there's no way for me to come out of this form here right well, you can... Well, no, I'm the one that kind of controls it, from what I think. I double check. It's me really reading the spell a lot. Because technically, I'm the one concentrating. You can fly around, though. Mm, and I'll get a better layout of the room. Ping! Yep. But
1: yes.
2: Uh, the, I was meant for this to only be a bit. I didn't think this was going to be plot relevant. Oh, <laughs> God.
1: It, it was plot, that's why I was super fucking happy when I heard Gash's form and Gust of Wind. Okay. <laughs> Stop fucking flying around.
4: (laughs) You can't, you can't turn back to normal until I drop concentration. Okay. But you can move freely. Yeah. So
1: what do you guys do? Uh, Luia, you're in that room.
4: Uh, Eddie, can can you reverse it? Please have me reverse it.
5: Whoops. Uh, I can turn it off, but I guess she slipped through one of the cracks or something.
2: All right. The wind is still blowing, and it uh, it smells oddly of skunk in this room.
4: <laughs> I if Aluya, if you could hear us, can you come back? I would I would really appreciate it because I don't want to stop thinking about this and turning you into something back into a room we shouldn't be in. Oh wait, hold on. I'll try to talk to her. Okay.
2: <laughs> As Eddie is going to like uh, focus himself, like I guess, in the direction that he blew her off in. <laughs> And like a uh, cast message.
5: It's like it's a, Hey bruh, are you alright? I I turned the wind off. It was just a joke.
3: Am I able to reply in my cloud room?
4: You're able to reply. Physically, but you can respond.
3: That's oh, what you can. Well you blew me into a different room. Uh do you think that Siri can like stop thinking about it so I can come down in this room?
2: <laughs> you have to be... Yeah. Okay. So Eddie just like looks over at <laughs> at Seer.
5: I'm not sure why, but she wants you to forget about it.
4: Um. First off, no. <laughs> Second off, why?
2: Eddie sends a new message.
4: She said no, and like wants to
5: know why.
3: A crazy thing in this room looks like black magic.
4: Really weird. I want to investigate. I mean, they can look at it as a cloud. What do they want to investigate it for is the question. And one, do we really want to make the person that let us stay mad?
2: Especially a hag. Eddie is playing telephone here. So you can essentially talk with each other directly. Just imagine that Eddie is giving the responses in the (laughs) most Eddie
1: ways possible. So talk like stoners in between both of you.
3: So like, you see, there's like... This thing here and I kind of need my hands to investigate it and I can't in this cloud form. I
4: mean I get it I understand but I need to know like why you want to investigate it now instead of just like chilling with all the little dudes and friends here. Well like
3: if I could tell you I would but I kind of can't but if I could I totally would So I just need my hands.
4: Then, so that I don't lose my vibe, can you, like, tell me if you're gonna do something good or bad? I am unable to answer that question. So as I was taught, um, I totally plead the fifth. You're making me lose my buzz, man. (laughs) I really need to make sure that you'll be okay because once I drop it, you can't get out.
1: Damn it. No.
4: All right. That will be the issue. Mm. So, So, like, if you want me to, that's the problem there. But if you want to come back and figure things out, then, yeah. If you can't tell us, though, then, like, at least chill with the broskies.
3: All right, all right. I'll come back. I'll come back. But I do need to get into this room somehow
4: and out. I mean, I won't be a problem if we can, you know, get a looky look in, and then I just cast the spell again. Cool, cool, cool. I'm I'm totally like in to this plan. She goes back
1: to the crack. Word. Okay, bring yourself back to uh the crack, and I'll bring you in. Yep. Okay. Um, just to start things off with, uh, Aluya, give yourself yeah uh, 850 XP. The first, uh, like the first half of that is because of the otter joke earlier on that episode that still make me smile and uh how well you've been rping this session uh seer uh yeah uh the rest of you uh give yourselves uh two hundred fifty two hundred fifty exp just again excellent role play a lot of fun back and forths but uh yeah. Uh, what's the uh, finishing notes as you uh, come back in and you transform back to your normal self?
3: All right, so I cannot say much or anything at all, but I need to be in that room and I have to do some things and then hopefully maybe fix something somehow. I cannot say, but if you figure it out,
4: maybe it will work. You're smart. I believe in you. I mean, if you really want to go in there and be able to touch things without being trapped, here's the good news. So, what I can do is something pretty sneaky. I just don't want to make a lot of noise. I can just make a small hole to peep through and then you can get yourself in there by your own means. Then again, you just really need to know the location so if you're outside, you could just simply thunderstep into here without causing any damage. And then I gaseous form you out. Didn't
5: you have to touch her though?
4: I would have to basically put my finger out for them to... That's why I make the hole, because then I put my finger out and poke them with a syringe. I could pour it on their head, but I just wanted to be more showy.
1: It's A lot of low-hanging fruit with that one, but I'm not sure which one to pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
4: So if you want to do that, you just have to get outside and then get back in.
1: You know, she was
5: already struggling with the mind...
4: I have to see the location I'm trying to get into.
3: I can't see through the wall, or is there a window? theres I'm assuming there's no window.
1: No window. Uh, there is a keyhole, but you, you really have to you have to pass a perception check just to see through it. And we're not going to do repeated checks. Like, if you fuck it up, yeah.
4: Well, that's what I would do, is I would just make a hole, and then you can look into it. There you go. It'd be slow, though. Basically, I would have to use... I would basically have to be really quiet about it. Mm. Like a hole with, like, a dagger until it, like, goes through. Or I just, you know, use Acid Splash and just slowly melt it. Mm. But with Thunderstep,
3: I have to see where I'm going and I can't see into the room. Oh, and you're I can't right. I step into the room without blowing everything up around
4: me. Hmm. Well, I can also shrink you. No, I can't. I don't have any more of those potions. I forgot. Oh, wait, you need to see where you're going? Uh-huh. I can just give you a potion of clairvoyance. Okay. And then you just pop in. Sure. If I'm ninety feet away and I
3: can see into that room, I can get in.
2: Just gonna check one more thing here that I feel like has been forgotten.
4: If you double check, that would help be helpful.
5: There, checking. Hey, uh, hey, bruh. Yes. Isn't it like super
3: loud when you do that? Yes, but she said she was a heavy sleeper, so plus it would just sound like it would just sound like you know a storm is coming or something like that. It's outside. No, yes. Hey, isn't it kind of dangerous
4: outside right now?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, they're correct. We are told not to leave, for if we do, we could die. And I don't know how literal they mean. Question. I was outside.
3: Just, I'm being honest with you. I was searching around the place. So when does that omen kick into effect? Like now? Like when she goes to bed or before?
1: Uh, define that one more time. What was that?
3: We uh, we were warned not to go outside, right? Eddie was blocking the door, so I left through the kitchen and I was outside. That's how I saw the, the horse he was missing and the stuff on the table.
1: That is correct.
3: Do I die? You don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: If you want to keep testing fate, go right ahead.
3: No. If I'm okay now, I don't think I want to risk it again.
1: Just out of curiosity, do you have your backup character ready?
3: I have <laughs> finishing <laughs> tweaks on it,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh you're 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 golden. You're golden, did, you're, you're fine. Yeah. Okay. So what what's the plans? What are we finishing off on?
4: I have one thing I could do for them. And I realize I okay. can cast as a regular spell. I make a hole. Yep. I cast enlarge and reduce on them the shrink to, so they could fit through the hole.
1: Yep. It, it doesn't it just decrease by one size? Like medium to small?
4: They turn small, at least. The thing is, here's what I'm planning to do, Gray. I'm planning to make a hole small enough for them to go through. And then when they come back, I mend the hole.
1: Okay, um, I the three feet sounds about right in diameter, I believe. It's a Big asshole. I believe. Yeah. Well, it's just for a uh, small creature to squeeze through. Just keep in mind, like it e- even for like uh, the average uh, height and weight for a small creature, it, it's it's not like you can make like a fist size hole. You know what I mean?
4: Oh, no, I'm aware, but that's what I'm saying, it's because smaller makes it easier, because, like, for small, it's about two to four feet in height.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I believe I'm thinking about this correctly. I'm thinking three feet diameter uh, sounds appropriate. It might be a lot bigger than uh, how I'm uh, envisioning it, but it sounds right.
4: Not a problem.
0: Yeah. Why don't we just make her, lay, like, lay down and then shove her through the hole, so it's uh, like, that even too. smaller.
4: Hey, bros. also works. I...
5: <laughs> It sounds like you're trying to go through a lot of mental gymnastics when, like, I can just do it. Same here.
4: I mean, if you want to give it a shot, go for it. Okay. I just need to be able
5: to- I just need to be able to see on the other side.
3: That can't be because- I cannot say why, it just has to be me.
5: Do you have, like, special hands?
4: Yes. My last question for you then, Aluia, is that will it endanger all of us if you do it? I- Honestly, don't know? Maybe? Maybe not?
5: Hallelujah! I... No offense, bruh, but... Seems like you're hiding something.
3: Yes, good, good, you're well... Not hiding, per se, but, you know, think how you need to think, and we could come to the solution together, but I cannot say what needs to be done.
5: Oh, you can't say it, right? Right.
2: Alright. And maybe... Uh, uh, Gray, this mm-hmm. might be this might be the perfect time to end it on. As a, as yeah.
1: uh, as Eddie smiles, it's like,
5: all right, then let's get high.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that ending note, and that's what we'll end on. Then, thank you for joining us.
4: Bye bye.
0: This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is Oh My Dog by Savick. And any other music and sound effects used in this episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Where is the fire?